is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? Happy Monday on The Monty Show. Great to be back with you in the seat. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hitting the thumbs up button right now. Don't make us wait. Do not tease us. Hit the like button right now on the Monty Show. We have got a lot to get to today. Bob Huggins is in real trouble. Bob Huggins, the legendary Cincinnati basketball coach, Bob Huggins. Um, the had a cup of coffee in Manhattan, Kansas basketball coach, <coughs> the <coughs> head ball coach currently for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Well, not really anymore. Well, he was until this morning. Um, yeah. Bob Huggins is in real trouble. We'll explain that to you coming up, but as always, the Monty show is presented by our good friends at the advocates, the advocates.com, the best entry attorneys in the business. You know, I thought about my friends at the Advocates yesterday. I was driving home. Uh, I was chipping some golf balls last night at Glenmore Golf Club. Driving home and almost got wrecked by a soccer mom in a Honda uh, minivan. Um, I thought to myself, man, I almost had to call the Advocates. Because when you get in an accident, you're hurt at work. Somebody hits you on when you're riding your motorcycle, your bicycle, your scooter. You didn't deserve to get in that accident, but you do deserve an advocate. You deserve somebody who's going to fight for you. And the best part about the advocates is you do not pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. But now, without further ado, the entire reason the whole world tunes into the Monty program as the Pac-12 turns. And today, thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, today, a very interesting conver conversation surrounding Washington State University and their president making comments about the Pac-12 TV deal. And what I find so interesting is the spin now. The spin had stopped. We had not heard from Pac-12 presidents for the last couple of weeks. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on a recorded interview with a member of the Washington State staff, we get the president at Washington State talking about the Pac-12 TV deal. <coughs> and before we play the clip, Jake, I want to ask you, like, how surprised are you that this is how this clip went down? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when we get into these clips and we look at, like, what this guy said, what Kirk said, I think... What surprises me so much is this is very much the Arizona State approach where you have, you know, the Michael Crows of the world, you have the Ray Andersons of the world, like, you know, they, they either want to do a local easy softball interview or they want to talk to their, their literally just their university paper. And I find that really interesting because I think that, again, there is, an, there is a, a certain value to doing an interview that cannot be you know, uh, characterized as softball or like as easy or safe or like, hey, they're only going to ask you a certain type of question. I think if you're a Pac-12 president and you're going to speak on this TV deal situation, I would think that, yeah, sure, you're going to do an interview with the school paper. Totally get it. It's the school paper. But if you're really trying to do a serious interview, one that 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 like kind of defines the situation and you're going to say some of the things my guy Kirk here says that you're going to see in a minute, 
I would think that you would want to do that in an environment with a with a uh, an independent media outlet. And that's kind of where I was a little surprised because it's true. This interview very much was out of the blue. This wasn't scheduled. This wasn't some sort of, you know, like, hey, there was no. a reason for you to talk. Or but like, again, again, what did you say to me, though? You were like, oh, God, his name's Kirk. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, dude, if your name's Kirk, I already, I, I could already put a, a a good wager on the fact that I'm not, you know, really getting, hey, if, you know, the meat. If your name's Kurt, you're taking your belt off when you talk to your kids. Yeah, you know, right? what I like mean? it just that guy's definitely a yeah, douche. Yeah, like Kirk is not like a normal guy, Nick. You're a douche. And I don't know why we brought that up. I just felt like you needed to exercise those demons, Jake. But, yeah, but I think this first clip that I think we should play is this one where. He's talking about optics because this this whole concept, when you hear this clip, this clip is him talking about the fact that major tech companies aren't doing the TV deal right now because it would be bad optics to sign a million dollar or multi-million dollar college football media rights deal when you've just laid off thousands of people. Well, and I also think it's important to note this is on clearly recorded on a a conference call camera. Um, it is it is at Washington State in a conference room, uh, recorded on a Zoom camera. You'll see that there. It's Kurt Schultz, the president at Washington State, uh, being interviewed. And here's what he says about the optics being bad. Why is it dragged on so long? I think it's just the environment. It's the uncertainty in the economy, uh, the layoffs in the tech sector and other places. I mean, look at the major media companies have almost all laid off people and so have some of the major players in the tech sector. And, you know, I know at least one of the partners we were talking to said, we're ready to sign today with the optics of us announcing that we're laying off X number of people. And we signed, you know, this multi-million dollar deal with the PAC 12 are just simply not the best. So we're going to have to wait six weeks. Now, I'm not sure if six weeks make that much difference or whatever your time frame is, but clearly the optics was something that those groups are really worried about. Now, I want you to also understand that this interview is being conducted by a member of the Board of Regents at Washington State, a guy named Enrique Cerna. Again, on an odd zoom angle lens camera thing. But right there, he says the optics are bad because tech companies are laying people off. The obvious inference is, hey, ESPN laid a bunch of people off. That's why this deal's not done. Um to which our sources at ESPN chuckled and said, well, that has nothing to do with it. The bottom line is the Pac-12 hasn't found a streaming partner yet. And our part of the deal is as done as it's going to get because we're not moving off of, off of the number that we're at. So again, I think all of this is spin. And so I, I go to like this next clip. This is President Kirk Schultz at Washington State being interviewed by a member of the Board of Regents at Washington State, talking about how the Pac-12 owns the Pacific time zone. Media rights, where are we now? We've had really, really good conversations with major media outlets and recognizable ones. Everybody goes, oh yeah, you know, I can click on the TV and watch that um, over the last six months. You know, ESPN is a great example. You know, they laid off a whole bunch of employees. Yeah. If you said, when would be the worst time in the last six years to try and negotiate a media deal, probably the last five months is, is going to be pretty close to the worst. And so what's been happening is we've continued to have those conversations with 
uh, recognizable major media outlets. They're very interested in the Pac-12. People have to remember, the entire football isn't as great as this conference or that conference, but we occupy a coveted time slot where people need live sports content around the nation. People like college football and the Pac-12 owns that West Coast time frame. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And um, this is this is a thing that I really struggle with in the Pac-12. I understand it. You are, in my opinion, pushing a brand. Hey, when it comes to Pac-12 after dark or football after dark in the Pacific time zone, that's the Pac-12. No, no chance anymore that that's the Pac-12. Because we're not talking about 2023 here. Mm. We're talking about 2024 when UCLA and USC are in the Big Ten. So you don't own the Pacific time zone past this football season. No, you don't. Because it, it, any way you slice it, and let's say best case scenario, best case scenario, you get San Diego State and let's say Fresno State. <coughs> Does that mean that a, a million people, a large TV audience, are coming to the screen at midnight Eastern time? No, no, no. No, they're not. At 10 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday for no, kickoff no, no. between Arizona State and Fresno State. For kickoff between Arizona State and your mom. No, because USC and Ohio State or USC and Michigan or whoever you want to point to, Penn State and UCLA. Because they're on NBC who has the deal for Big Ten after dark. Which oh. they, yeah, they specifically designed to compete with the Pac-12 because they know the audience is valuable. So let me get this straight. Even though NBC and the Big Ten took your two biggest, your two biggest brands in UCLA and USC, you still think you own the Pacific time zone. The warped thinking that is happening here. Now, my guess is that's hyperbole. I don't think Kirk Schultz, the president at Washington State, believes that. I, I truly don't. But then you listen to this comment about streaming. This is again, and I want to make sure I see a lot of people coming on. This is Kirk Schultz, the president at Washington State University. He is being interviewed by Enrique Cerna, who is a member of the Board of Regents at Washington State. Here he talks about the importance of streaming. Do you expect this to be kind of a, a, a diversified type of thing? I mean, uh, not just... One media company. But. Yeah, it, it, I believe it's going to be multiple media companies. And and look, streaming is here to stay. And I'm not trying to make a, you know, this is some sort of weird thing to say, well, our whole deal is going to be streaming. But all those other media deals out there have streaming parts to it. Who's playing away football game in my hotel. And I'll be on the on the West Coast footprint. And I go, crap, I cannot get the Coop game. Yeah, yeah. And so we heard time and time again, not just with football, but men's and women's basketball, volleyball, these other sports, baseball. How come, Kirk, I can't get the Pac-12 network or I can't watch us play? So that's been something we talked to media partners about. This guy just should not be talking. Um, like what is the if you are if you are either Washington State or any other president in the Pac-12, mm -hmm. and you look at this conversation, you, you look at this interview, whatever you want to describe this as, what is the positive of this? So let me get this right. The companies that we are, we are potentially going to do TV deals with are too embarrassed at the moment to sign a contract with us, so we have to wait. 
well, streaming's really important, but people are upset that they can't see us anywhere. <coughs> like you're just saying all this stuff and, and you're like, we own the, the late night window in the Pacific time zone. Like you're saying all this stuff and I, I just go back to what I've said for the last several months. Why are you guys talking? Why are you doing media? You, you won't let George Klyavkov, your, your commissioner, the mouthpiece of your league, do media. He is not authorized to speak to the media. But yet your, you, your presidents are talking to the media, and I think they're blowing your feet off when you have, you, know, you, you have all of these presidents that are saying several different things that conflict with each other. And yet President Robbins in Arizona talking about certain affinities mm -hmm. for the Big 12, and he understands that it's a, a power basketball league. And I, 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 I don't understand the rationale from the Pac-10 in allowing these presidents to speak, uh, it makes no sense. What other league do you see presidents talking in? So why are you talking in the Pac-10, 12? You have um, no reason. Um, There's no upside here. There's no win here. This just feels really dumb. Yeah, and I feel like this one was more off the top of his head than the Arizona State one. I mean, at least in the Arizona State one, there was a clear mission and clear script that he was reading from. At least here, it was like, you know, here it was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I was in my hotel room and, you know, people were reaching out to me and, and I couldn't get the Coug game on TV because we don't stream anything. And it's like, yeah, we know. And what's crazy is that Pacific time zone thing, what I feel like he made an ass of himself about with it is you're talking about how you own that time slot, but you don't own that time slot after the season's over. Like, and the funny thing is you're doing an interview about something that's going to start taking place after this upcoming season is over. So you're supposed to be, because you're a president, you're supposed to be an industry expert. You're supposed to be someone with all the information. You're supposed to be someone that's super knowledgeable on the discussion. And this is why I say at the beginning of our conversation today, these guys and gals do not want to do interviews with people who will press them. When Buddy says, hey, we own the Pacific time zone, well, sir, actually... How do you come to that conclusion when USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten and they're slotted to play at the exact same time as you? Do you really think that the family of five in Huntington is going to watch uh, Oregon State over USC? Do you really think that that uh, you know someone's going to watch, I don't know, San Diego State over Bronny James playing basketball? Do you really think that, that, that people are not going to choose USC over the brands you have left? Well, no, obviously not. And that's precisely why you don't hear presidents and other conferences talking because Brett Yormark is a polished speaker and knows how to answer every question, and presidents do not. Yeah, I, I, this is a remarkable, remarkable interview. If you missed it, uh, coming up at uh, about 45 minutes from now, we'll play those comments again. Matt Ritson, first one in today, gives us a $5 tip to say, Report today, eight large markets are losing the CW, including Seattle, Sacramento, and San Francisco starting September 1st. They're not losing the CW. Those are CBS television stations uh, that are pulling out of their agreements with the CW. Um, and a lot of people believe that it is over Live Golf. Um, CBS, as most people realize, is the home for the PGA Tour uh, and most major golf events. Um, and the CW is partnered with Live Golf. So this was inevitable. This, this, in my opinion, has nothing to do with 
uh, Pac-12 or Big Ten, which a lot of people think the Big Ten was... It, it, I, I, I am told that it one has nothing to do with the other. It is strictly a an issue with CBS not wanting to endanger its relationship with the PGA Tour. Um, and frankly, like San Francisco is the, the perfect example. Um, KPIX did not want to do, did not want to air Live Golf. And for those of you who don't remember, CW pretty much mandated that all of its major markets carry the, the Live Golf events. I want it. Because CW is partnered with Live Golf. Right. And it was a major upheaval. Most of those major markets do not carry it um, because they are not owned and operated by the company that owns uh, Nexstar, the company that owns CW. Um, those are all those are all stations that carry CW programming. So, for instance, when we were talking about the CW and the Pac-10, one of the things we were talking about is they don't have owned and operated stations in Arizona, in Arizona or in Washington. So. That doesn't make it a great fit because you can't mandate that those stations carry Pac-12 football. So with all due respect, Matt, I just think people get people automatically assume there's a story in television and this must be, oh my God, this must be football related. It's yeah. not. It yeah. is it is the majority of these stations are CBS uh stations that are pulling out um of their agreements yeah so i i just in my opinion i just don't happen to think it's that big of a deal welcome our newest member kyle a what's Let's up go, kyle baby. A. Off to a good start here good to see you you guys hit the uh, hit the membership button it's a little join button it costs you 9.99 at the top tier that gets you into our members only uh content which is our uh chat group on instagram you have to be an upper tier member to get into our instagram chat group um you get all of our exclusive information it's a great community of dudes um so for 9.99 a month you get that which means you get all of our inside information first uh, $1.99 gets all your comments read because you get a little asterisk next to it. So, uh, Kyle A, we appreciate you. Um, what's up? Let's see. Who was the actual first one in today? I have to go all the way back to the top. Uh, Meat Rocket. First, it's Monday, and I'm ready to uh, for the chaos that is the Pac-12. Yes. Dib says happy Monday. Um, let's see. Vorlon Angel says the Pac is not telling the truth. That's surprising. <laughs> it's really not. It's, it's not surprising. Lopes fan Gabe, long time. What's up? Good to see you. He says like button casuals. Yes, yeah, please casual. hit the like button. Uh, J Rod says you can't handle the truth. Right. I I would agree with that. Absolutely, I would agree with that. And I think that's a that's one of the biggest issues is that you you just can't you cannot trust what the Pac-12 is talking about. No. And I think it's a huge problem. Uh, C. Kaufman, member of the show. Let's go, baby. Let's go, C. Kaufman. Welcome home. Good to see you. Travis Hinton, good to see you. Uh, man, some long times back in the comments today. I even saw uh, Teddy Wayman in the... There he is right there, Jet Wayman. Good to be back, he yeah. said, Brandon Butler. Welcome Jet Wayman. back, sir. Jet has been... Uh, Jet, for those who don't know, Jet Teddy Wayman. Uh, is the tile king of Utah, so he has been very busy. So uh, I want to thank me for having no days off. King, good to see you. Uh, Mike Chase, good to see you. Um, man, you guys, a lot of the oldies are in today. Lonnie Johansson says, good afternoon, all. What's up? What's up, dude? Good to see you guys. 
Let's go, Good baby. to see everybody in the comments. Spangler. What's up, my KU fan? Live golf is stupid. It really is not good. It really is not good. Uh, Saul Goodman. By the way, I tried to watch season one of Better Call Saul over the weekend. Terrible. I don't know how that's, that show survived season one. Because season one was terrible. And after Live Golf, Pack Football. Oh, wait. Nah. Nah, yeah. I'm fine. You know. And Donuts. The pack is slipping further into anonymity. They're fixated on the iceberg dead ahead. Yeah. Oof. That could be. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, live golf ran uh, by the guys who cut people's heads off. Yeah. Tanner loves that drop. It's from many, many months ago now. Mm -hmm. When live golf was announced that it was, you know, a tour backed by the Saudis, I may have gone on a rant where I may have mentioned that they cut people's heads off. I may have. I mean, I don't, I can't confirm or deny, you know. Moth prof. Saudi stooge. Monty and Jake should star on Live Golf. Can I get an amen, you hey, guys? Uh, bless up. Bless up. All right. Thank you. Yes. I thank was talking you. to my guy, Darren Ingram, up at uh, Canyons Golf today because mm-hmm. I cannot hit a driver to save my life. And I, sa- I jokingly said to Darren Ingram, hey, if I snap the shaft on my driver in half, I've been told that that will make it easier to hit the fairway. He's like, oh, yeah, you'll hit the fairway because you won't be using the driver. That's what fucking oh, my God. me to off. I can't hit a driver to save my life. I have like a rocket ship $700 driver from PXG. I can't hit it to save my life. It's actually not that easy, but for me, it was easy. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, Moth Prof says, touch the member. I was uh, told to do that. Yeah, right. You know. Right. Uh, Renee Roca says, West Virginia's boy, Bobby. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen this, I was going to delay talking about it, but. I don't. I mean, this is this Bob Huggins went on a radio show in Cincinnati today. They called him out of the blue, surprised him on the phone, and this is the conversation that he he thought would be good to have right here. Um, they asked him. God, thank you. Um, <laughs> essentially, they were talking about a certain school. And Bob Huggins dropped several homophobic slurs. And you can see right here, he's talking about all those Fs, those Catholic Fs. It was really awkward. And Bob Huggins probably, probably ended his career today. Yeah. And I don't know what you do with that. Yeah, I don't think you do anything with it. I think guy said something on a radio show and now a guy needs to be fired. I mean, am I making too much of that? Bob Huggins dropping, you know, uh, again, the best, I'm not going to say the word certainly because it's disgusting, but to use that kind of language in reference to to any human, I mean, it, it, a slur is certainly the nicest way to put it. Yeah, I, I think that when you have a responsibility, and, the, and I know the guy's had a wonderful career and everything, but you don't just roll out of bed and start dropping no. these kind of words. And what really bothers me about it is we want to be like, oh, well good old Bobby boy had a nice career and he didn't mean anything by it. And it's like, yeah, he did dude. Go listen to the interview. Listen to the malice in his voice. Like the guy, clearly it wasn't once. It was twice. Yeah. It was not just one time. It was twice. And I think Bob Huggins has to be fired today. Like I, I, I mean, there's no getting around it. I'm with you. Great basketball coach. I've interviewed him a thousand times. I've always enjoyed my conversations with, with with Bob, but 
it's over. Yeah. It's, it, there's no place for this in the media. And I, I don't know how you fix that. I really don't know how you fix that. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Butler says, so what you're saying is Huggins won't be coaching at Notre Dame anytime soon. I'm going <laughs> to guess not. I'm going to guess not. Um, Laura Weiss, in today's environment, you just don't do that. No, you don't, Laura. That's exactly right. And that's how I look exactly at it. Exactly right. Jansen says Huggins is uh, Huggins is over party. Well, he's done. <laughs> There's no doubt about Ain't no that. No doubt about that. Spangler, people on Staten Island don't even say it at this point. They shouldn't. CJ Vance says wild. Jim Choi says nobody needs to be fired for that language. Are you serious? You don't think he should be fired for that? I mean, that's that's incredible. That is incredible to me. Uh, and Donuts says Jimmy the Greek approves this message. There you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tanner Plummer says, yep, Huggins is getting canceled. Um, Carl Dahlquist, wow, gonna gone like the A's broadcaster. Dude. Yeah, did you guys hear about that? Dude. So Glenn Kuyper, the broadcaster of the Oakland Athletics Baseball Club, is in Kansas City at the Negro Leagues Museum. They're in Kansas City, and they had, during the day before this game, gone to the Negro Leagues Museum yeah. and had barbecue. Yeah. And they're on the air talking about the N-bomb. He dropped an N-bomb with a hard R. The blank, the N-bomb museum, and the, the barbecue was fantastic. And didn't even recognize it. Two innings later, came back um, and apologized. He suspended and died. Um, yeah, should lose his job. You should, because this isn't what people don't understand. And, and I, I truly think people don't understand this. This is not like a slip of the tongue. This is revealing who you truly are. Yes. That's what this is. It's revealing who you truly are. Yes. And whether it's Huggins or Kuiper in, in Oakland or whoever you want to point to, this is who you truly are. Yes. And I, I, it's really unfortunate because Glenn Kuiper's a guy I know pretty well from my time in San Francisco. And the guy just, it's, it's amazing to me. Yeah. It, it, it truly is amazing to me. Uh, Tanner says, I'm shocked that the A's broadcaster let that slip. Yeah, me too. Uh, Giggity, how long until uh, we get low blood sugar excuses for his behavior? Seriously. You know. He should have had a buck shot yeah, from bucked up. Let's these go. Open. Let's you go, guys baby. have been talking about these. I ordered a case of watermelon. Um, these are buck shots from bucked up. Um, they're great little energy drinks, um, little energy shots. They're smooth. They give you clean energy that lasts you all day long. Cheers up. Let's go. So good. I love my watermelon. That's it. That's all it takes. Empty. See, even Jake was able to chug Empty. it. Empty. That's your first watermelon. What do you think? Pretty good. Very good. Very It's smooth. really good. Um, Very And they smooth. come in. You don't have to throw things, dude. I, I'm angry. Uh, <laughs> they come in these, in these uh, little bottles. They're easy to drink, and they just give you a mental pickup. We drank them the other morning. Got up early, played golf on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday morning, we drank a couple, and it just lifts your mood. Yeah. It lifts your spirits. So get free samples in the uh, description below uh, because, as you know, Bucked Up Energy is the official energy provider of the Monty Show, and we always get free samples from them for you guys. There they are right there, six free samples of Buckshot in the description of this show below. Just click the link. It says right on it, free samples of Buckshot, and they'll send them right to your door, and then make a decision. I'm telling you, 
that the watermelon is by far the best one. Yes. But hey, you know what? You get your flavor on whatever you like. I like, I mean, they, they really don't have a bad flavor. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. But I'm telling you that uh, Blood Raz and watermelon are the two best. They do not make a buckshot in Miami that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Because I'd be drinking Miami the whole time. Yep. You know, all right. I, I, do you guys think, by the way, again, I'm a little surprised. And maybe Jim Choi's just being Jim Choi. I don't know. Do you guys think that that Bob Huggins should be fired for this? I don't know what you guys think about it. Uh, to me, that's really interesting. Um, Jim Choi says, Kuypers were racial. Coach Huggins weren't racial. Huge difference. No, they were just anti-gay. They were homophobic, dirty, <laughs> awful words. What do Are you, you serious right now? difference, bro. So it's okay to be, you know, to drop, you know, homophobic slurs. But boy, you drop those racial slurs. We're going to have to let you go. What? What are you talking about, dude? Dude. What are you what are you, what are you talking about? You you cannot speak like that. Ever. Uh, ever. I don't care if you're on a broadcast or not. You can't speak like that. What are you talking about? Like that is crazy to me. Uh CJ Vance, I don't know if I if it was genuinely an accident, he should get a second chance. He should get a second chance. Okay. When you are a when you are a basketball coach or a broadcaster, there are no such things as accidents when it comes to race, creed, color, or sexuality. There, there just isn't. And I think in, in, in any universe you live in, the LGBTQ community is and deserves to be protected. And if you're talking about somebody's race, if you're talking about somebody's ethnicity, if you're talking about somebody's disability and making fun of that, you, you're gone. Yeah. You're, there is no such thing as a slip of the tongue. Yeah, you don't get a free pass for saying one word when it really should have been another word. Yeah, you don't get on. a free pass for going out of your way to drop homophobic slurs. It doesn't work that way. And and the thing Dude. is, is that is that uh, again, like a slip of the tongue is like when you know reporters mispronounce one thing and meant to say another word, right? Like when you say, I mean, you all know the highlights. You've all seen them, right? Like. We know what that sounds like. This was not that. This was an intentional in both cases. I don't believe that the A's broadcaster meant to say, hey, the Negro League's museum, right? Because that's a museum. That's a landmark. That's like a, a huge deal in the history of Major League Baseball. You don't just confuse an N-bomb with the Negro League's museum. You don't. And by the way, he gets even less of a free pass because he's a professional broadcaster. Like, if I rolled out on the show and dropped an N-bomb, that wouldn't be received too positively, right? Like, that wouldn't that wouldn't go over too well. And I'm not even employed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you know how much that would hurt this show if, like, either of us made that kind of mistake? And, and yet we have people in the comments section saying that both of these guys should get second chances, and I can't even believe it, dude. Like... Like how? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. And by the way, um, there is a bit of breaking news on this Bob Huggins story. I mean, just moments ago, Bob Huggins released a statement. Mm, this should um, be rich. That said earlier today on a Cincinnati radio program, I was asked about the rivalry between my former employer, the University of Cincinnati, and its crosstown rival Xavier. During the conversation, I used a completely insensitive and abhorrent phrase that there is simply no excuse for, and I won't try to make one here. 
I deeply apologize to the individuals I have offended, as well as Xavier University, uh, the Xavier University community, the University of Cincinnati, and West Virginia University. Mm. As I have shared with my players over my 40 years of coaching, there are consequences for our words and actions, and I will be I will fully accept any coming my way. I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt. I must do better, and I will. Signed, Bob Huggins. So my guess is, based on that, Bob Huggins is expecting to be fired. And I would think because he works for a state institution, West Virginia, that my guess is he would be fired for this. I mean, I, I just don't know how, how do you survive that. Yeah, and you know my problem in these situations is it, it, it's almost expected now that people put out apology statements, and I just don't care. I don't care, dude. You made a choice. You're a grown-ass man. Yeah. Now it's time to deal with what you did. And by the way, by the way, you're getting to retirement age anyway. Just go be go be your homophobic self. Go be, go do wow. what you want to do. I'm not cutting this guy slack, dude. I don't care, man. I don't care. You showed me who you are, man. You're not getting a second chance, dude. You can't. Here's the problem. You can't undo what you said. You can't I agree with unwind that 100%. the clock, right? Absolutely. So if we're going to give dude a second chance, then what else are we going to slip up on? If it suddenly becomes okay for Kyrie Irving to say what he said or Kanye to say what he said, then what? Bob Huggins is some kind of saint now? Like, come on, dude. Like, this is, it's absolutely ridiculous to me that we don't, that, that we don't absolutely torch these guys. Like, basketball is now the yeah. least of buddies' problems. That's yeah. my problem. I mean, I, I'm a little surprised that West Virginia has not fired him yet. Right. I mean, it is, and I understand, listen, the, the societies at each one of these universities are very different. And the way that these communities and these societies handle this situation is very different. And if you're just tuning into the show, Bob Huggins was on a Cincinnati radio show this morning and lobbed multiple, not one, but two homophobic slurs at Xavier University. And he has now apologized for that. Um, I, I, I don't even know. I, I think he should be terminated. I don't know what you guys think. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't view this as an accident. I don't. Spangler. Uh, a, I, uh, quote, slip of the tongue, heard the R all the time. Well, that's my point. Yeah, dude. Like, and I'm not going to, obviously we're not going to play the audio of, of Glenn Kuyper's mistake. If that's what we're going to refer to it as, I'm not, I mean, I, the, his racial slur I just okay on the broadcast, it's all over Twitter. It's not difficult to go and find. What really bothers me about this is we characterize these as mistakes, you know, a, a mistake in a ball game is saying, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that was, you know, a pitch clock violation and, and that was for strike two when it was for strike three. That's a mistake. A, 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 mista a, a mistake would be saying, hey, uh, you know, the guy was out when he was clearly safe, right? That's a mistake. That's a mistake. Right? Hey, you just made a mistake. You misspoke about this or that. All right, whatever. You're just, you just made a mistake. Okay, cool. Who cares? It was about the game. Let's move on about our business. But, but. There are, the, okay, so in the spoken word profession, whether it's a radio show, a YouTube show, live broadcast, whatever the case may be, there's a certain level of professionalism that you are Correct. required to attain and reach every single time you open up that mic. 
And this is the same thing I say about guys who want to drop N-bombs between innings or in TV timeouts or when they think that nobody's listening. This, the, the Oakland A's thing, Bob Huggins, whatever. You're showing me who you are. And there's it's zero tolerance, dude. Yeah. Uh, he'd be gone already, man. I, I, how, how are you going to have a guy apologize in what I can't even, and, and this is my opinion, and, and I, I get it, I'm a red ass about this. I don't even believe dude wrote that himself. I believe he's got a publicist who wrote that for him, and he just signed the piece of paper and is now booking his golf plans for Florida. That's what I believe. I believe that he's ready to go ahead and move on because he know he, he knows he he terminated himself, dude. Yeah, he knows that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Marlon, Marlon Shaw gives us a ten dollar tip to say, "Hey guys, good to be back. Been at Disney. Sorry to go off topic, but Bumble, we won't be able to hook up for a steak dinner for the ECHL finals due to Utah's loss." Hey, by the way, interesting <coughs> you brought that up. Yes, the Utah Grizzlies <coughs> lost in a seven game series, and I think the last four games went to overtime. Yeah. And they lost. And yeah. it was heartbreaking. Um, did you guys see that Utah moved on to play Allen, Texas? The Allen Americans. Where there was a mass shooting in a mall over the weekend. They canceled the games in Allen. They've moved them all to Idaho over this mass shooting. Like just, oh, the Steelheads moved on to play Allen. The yes, the, the, the Idaho Steelheads. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. eliminated the Utah Grizzlies and moved on to play the Allen Americans. And that series had to be moved in, in its entirety to Boise um, at Idaho Central Arena to accommodate Allen because of this shooting in Texas. Yeah, dude. A tough situation there. Very tough. Jet Wayman says, sooner or later, who you are as a person will eventually come out. Yes, it will. That's what I mean. Yes, it will. Shout out to uh, Jordan Royal. Uh, who uh, sent us a picture on Twitter yes! as I try to find look a, that, a proper that, banner. Uh, look at that beautiful MacBook next to that bucked up. Hey, oh, what's baby. up, Jordan Royal? Good to see you, my friend, drinking a bucked up wild orchard uh, while watching the Monty Show. I appreciate admit, you, that's Jordan one of the Royal. Best flavors, dude. Yeah, wild orchard is phenomenal. Fire. Phenomenal. Uh, so, Jordan, good to see you guys. Go find uh, Jordan Royal on Twitter at Jordan or at J underscore Royal 09. Jordan, appreciate the love for Bucked Up. If you're just tuning in, let's reset the show for you today. Uh, we have been talking about two things because this Bob Huggins news is kind of fluid. It broke earlier this morning, but then he just released a statement about 10 minutes ago. That's why we were talking about that. Bob Huggins on a Cincinnati radio station this morning uh, dropping a homopho uh, two homophobic slurs. Um, and it's It's shocking. And so a lot of people are expecting him to be fired today uh, after he said this about uh, the Catholics at Xavier University. Uh, but we were also talking about this situation in the Pac-12 uh, where Washington State President Kirk Schultz did an interview. Um, and I don't even know, that it, it, is it right to call it an interview? He, he was with one of his um, regents, Enrique Cerna, a, a region at, at Washington State, and it was recorded over Zoom. It's kind of an odd setup, but they wanted people to see it. And President Schultz, I mean, I, I guess this is probably the money quote about it all. But he talked about how the Pac-12 
still owns the late window in the Pacific Time Zone. Media rights, where are we now? We've had really, really good conversations with major media outlets and recognizable ones. Everybody goes, oh yeah, you know, I can click on the TV and watch that. Um, over the last six months, you know, ESPN is a great example. You know, they laid off a whole bunch of employees. Yeah. If you said, when would be the worst time in the last six years to try and negotiate a media deal, probably the last five months is, is going to be pretty close to the worst. And so what's been happening is we've continued to have those conversations with uh, recognizable major media outlets. They're very interested in the Pac-12. People can remember the entire football isn't as great as this conference or that conference, but we occupy a coveted time slot where people need live sports content around the nation. People like college football and the Pac-12 owns that West Coast time frame. No, it doesn't. Okay, bud. And this is, and the conversation here is, and I'd love to get you in the comments here, with USC and UCLA in the Big Ten, in what world does the Pac-12 still own the late window in college football? Is that a real question? In what world is that? Because I'm telling you now, what is the very best matchup in the, in the Pac-12? Right now, it's probably USC and Utah or USC and Oregon. If either of those games is on, okay, I'm watching it. Okay, well, take out USC. Okay, well, what's the best matchup? It's probably what? Oregon and Utah. It's probably uh, Oregon and Colorado. Mm, probably not because Colorado's not talented enough. Let's go Oregon and Utah. Mm -hmm. Oregon and Utah are on versus USC and Michigan. USC and Ohio State. UCLA and Ohio State. UCLA um, and Penn State. Um, I'm watching USC or UCLA. Yeah. That's a better, more entertaining game, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and the thing that bothers me so much about these comments is that I, I just don't understand the, the thought process here when, when you are trying to get a deal. Help me understand why saying, hey, we still own the, the, the late night window on the West Coast. When you clearly don't, that late, late night window, in my opinion is owned by whoever USC and UCLA are playing because that's where the dearth of people are on the West Coast. And that's who the people on the East Coast are going to be watching. So help me understand how San Diego State, let's say, we add San Diego State to the Pac-12. Help me understand how San Diego State versus Oregon is better than USC versus <coughs> Michigan. <coughs> USC versus Ohio State. USC versus Penn State. USC versus Iowa even. You know. Help me understand how you still own the Pac-12. You still own the late window on the West Coast. Hell no. Because I, I can't see that. And I, and I, I think and the, the thing that really bothers me about this is that I just see it, Jake, as, as one of these things where you're out of options in the Pac-12. Because as we reported exclusively on the show last week, Amazon is no longer in the bidding. Um, as, as I believe that was Friday is the last time that we confirmed that, that Amazon is no longer in the bidding for Pac-12 content. They are mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. They are not. They're they are out. You, so your tier one, I would your best game of the week is now either on I would guess Apple TV, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, which I don't think is going to happen, or your 
tier two and three is your second and third best game is on ESPN and your number one game is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But yet you still own the late window. Yeah, I mean, it's an asinine comment to make. I mean, it's one of those comments that I just, I don't understand how you come to that conclusion. And, and I think a lot of it is that they're trying to push a, a narrative. They're trying to push messaging that, that says what they want it to say. I mean, you can, like, I can sit here and tell myself that, you know, uh, 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 Bob Huggins is, you know, cool with folks who are, who are a certain way, but that's not true, right? I can sit here and say that the sky is purple. I can sit here and say a bunch of things, but the reality is just because you perceive something some way doesn't mean that the market actually reflects those opinions. So, the idea, and this is what I hope you guys really sort of soak in or really ponder while we have this conversation. The idea that Washington State, not Washington, not, not you know, SC, not that they would talk, but not Washington, not Oregon, not Utah, not SC, not a premier brand, but Washington State is out here doing a Zoom call with their local media outlet at their university talking about how they own the Pacific time zone still. And it makes it so that you're one of two things. You're either out of touch or you're a liar. That's just as simple as it is. You're either out of touch and have no idea what you're talking about and should probably stick to academics, or you know what you're talking about and you're choosing not to be honest. And that's what really bothers me because I do think it is the latter. I do think that these guys know what they're talking about. I don't think that you're president at one of these universities and you're just making stuff up or talking off the top of your head or 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 scheduling an interview with your your school's newspaper and not knowing what you want to talk about he knows better and that's what really bothers me about the whole situation and i just look at the pac12 and as as the pac12 turns as we call it has been going on for a year now and every single day they give us a new reason whether it's in an interview or whether it's, you know, J.D. Wicker at San Diego State not willing to answer his email and looking like a complete jackass in his interview, or whether it's any of these outlets trying to push some narrative that they think they need to talk about when what it should be is shut the hell up, let your commissioner make an ass of himself, and just wait and see who's going to leave the conference. Because that's where we are. Ultimately, that's yeah. where we are, dude. Like, if you're not going to let your commissioner talk, because they're not, they've said, hey, you don't have permission to talk to the media, and your presidents and your ADs if, are, But wait, is that the right move or the wrong move? Oh, I think it's the wrong have, move completely. To, you, so you think George should be talking? Yeah, well, why did you hire the guy? Well, What's the point? I mean, notice you don't hear... The only time you ever hear owners in the NFL talking is when there's a clear and concise reason for them to be talking, right? Whether it's whether it's the uh, Andrew Luck situation, you know, whether it's yeah. you know whether yeah. it was the Lamar situation, like there there is a reason. These guys don't just get off the golf course and do a media session for no reason. And I think that's what people don't think about in this Pac-12 thing is like these guys for whatever reason are, are I don't know if they're being told or if they just feel so compelled by something, but you're just doing media to to do media. Like, you're not saying, okay, well, wow, like, man, nothing's really happened, so let's do some media. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's you know I, I mean? think it's a huge problem that George Klyovkov is not talking to the media. Yeah. And I think in a time of turmoil, um, and I, I look at the way that you have this situation with the Pac-12. Yeah. When you have a president at Washington State sitting on a Zoom recording, 
being interviewed by a regent of Washington State saying that the Pac-12 still owns the late window on the West um, Coast. I mean, it is a um, shocking, in my opinion, it's a shocking misstep. It's really surprising that these presidents won't stop talking. I think it's worse than what Wicker did, in my opinion. I think it's worse than than what J.D. Wicker at San Diego State did. You remember last week when... You know, he comes out and says that one way or the other, they're going to the Pac-12 or the Big 12. But then our sources said that J.D. Wicker and his fine folks at San Diego State hadn't informed uh, Gloria Navarez, the commissioner of the Mountain yeah, West. Yeah, a they huge were misstep. Right. Huge so like, misstep. So, like, that's a huge misstep. You don't you do not do what J.D. Wicker that's did. Right. But you also don't do media availability with a Board of Regent guy. Uh, for no reason. What? And, and this is the question I always find myself thinking about after we have this conversation. What was the goal? What was the mission exactly. with the media? Exactly. Right? What was the mission what was in the what point? you said? What What were you trying? So, so were you trying to calm the water? Well, you definitely didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, were you trying to launch the escape boat? Well, the escape boat, you know, sank like 10 years ago with Larry Scott, right? Like you weren't getting out of this thing after you guys moved downtown and after everything that's gone down in the Pac-10, Pac-12 situation like you just aren't getting out of this so when kirk wants to wake up make his cup of coffee uh look out his million dollar house window and look over the 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 valley and he wakes up and he says hey yeah mm, today we're doing media availability what am i what am i trying to do <laughs> no what it's not even media do, availability dude? though that's the thing that is so shocking about yeah, that's this. That's actually that's correct. It's not media availability. He that's was true. sitting across in a conference room, and I, I'm going to play another bite so you guys yeah. see this. Yeah, understand what this is. This is I, 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 Enrique Cerna, who is a regent at Washington State, interviewing Kirk Schultz, the president of Washington State, on a Zoom link for P whoever had the knowledge in the link, right? Um, and big credit to John Wilner, because that's where I saw this first. But this is an in-house. And the reason that's substantial is you would think that they were like, okay, President Schultz, I'm going to ask you this first. Then I'm going to ask you, know. you that. Then I'm going to ask you this. Then I'm going to ask you that. Like, you plan that stuff out. As you just said, and I think it's your best point, What do we? what's our agreement on this show to ourselves? We never talk off the top of our head. Because it's all part of the plan. You, in, in our business, you just don't do that. It gets you in serious trouble. You have to do your research. You got to talk to people. You got to develop information, understanding. Yeah. You can't tell me that this answer right here is, is, is not like, let's go to the optics answer. Yeah. Because the money quote that was taken out of this interview <laughs> was, well, they don't have a TV deal in the Pac-12 because the optics are bad. So listen to how canned and prepared this answer is. Why is it dragged on so long? I think it's just the environment. It's the uncertainty in the economy, uh, the layoffs in the tech sector and other places. I mean, look at the major media companies have almost all laid off people, and so have some of the major players in the tech sector. And, you know, I know at least one of the partners we were talking to said, we're ready to sign today. But the optics of us announcing that we're laying off X number of people and we signed, you know, this multi-million dollar deal with the Pac-12 are just simply not the best. So we're going to have to wait six weeks. Now, I'm not sure if six weeks make that much difference or whatever your time frame is. But clearly the optics was something that those groups are really worried about.
So what is the reason for the delay in your media deal? Boom, answered the question. Well, because optics, okay, you rehearsed that, it was written for you. Now, now listen to this answer about owning, owning, note, and it's the last thing he says. It's the last thing President Schultz says. Notice he doesn't just roll out, well, with the Pac-12, you know, we still own the, the late night West Coast window like it had been prepared and written. Notice he just kind of throws the cherry on top of the Sunday with this one. Media rights, where are we now? We've had really, really good conversations with major media outlets and recognizable ones. Everybody goes, oh yeah, you know, I can click on the TV and watch that um, over the last six months. You know, ESPN is a great example. You know, they laid off a whole bunch of employees. Yeah. If you said, when would be the worst time in the last six years to try and negotiate a media deal, probably the last five months is, is going to be pretty close to the worst. And so what's been happening is we've continued to have those conversations with uh, recognizable major media outlets. They're very interested in the Pac-12. People have to remember, the entire football isn't as great as this conference or that conference, but we occupy a coveted time slot where people need live sports content around the nation, people like college football, and the Pac-12 owns that West Coast time frame. Let me get this straight. You were canned right up until you said, well, people like football. People like late night football. Like, it's just weird to me that the president of Washington State just riffed on this. He just, like, just free-flowed on it. By the way, can anyone tell me the last time you've heard from this guy, if you, or frankly, if you've ever heard of this guy before? I have. He's very quiet. He's not somebody that's out front. It's just a shocking, in my opinion, it's a shocking sidestep on a Zoom interview with one of your regents. Yeah, and, and I think the thing that, that just really stands out is, again, it's this whole concept of what were you trying to do because I just don't – I can't believe that – that you woke up and and you know clearly had rehearsed some of these answers, which by the way I need to say I don't have any issue with that. Like None. if you're going to do media or you're going to do an interview like this or whatever, if you're going to speak, you need to be prepared. Clo and control the environment. Yeah, which is exactly what they did in this interview. Again, yeah, not to be redundant. This is a board of regent member in Enrique Cerna at Washington State, a, a a regent at Washington State, interviewing the president. On a Zoom broadcast, totally controlled the environment. Clean room, essentially, right? No surprises, no follow-ups. Hey, answer this question. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a shocking misstep. And I think what's also fascinating is, like, if we go back and we play, you know, Brett Yormark speaking at the Big 12 basketball tournament, this isn't canned stuff, bro. This is, this is hey, I'm going to sit down in front of probably, what, 100 people at least? And I'm just going to have them, you know, the Dennis Dodds of the world ask me about anything they want to. Yeah, and I think the Gonzaga answer is perfect. Is there uh, anything new on Gonzaga as a possible Big 12 candidate for basketball? I like Gonzaga, obviously a great program. Um, you know, my focus right now is to see what happens throughout our industry. You know, there's there's a lot of moving parts and... Um, I continue to have conversations with Gonzaga, but I think as I prioritize what our next move might be in expansion, there's other things right now that I'm focused on. So look, Brett, before we send you out there, let's talk through this. If you get surprised by any question or if you get a question that you don't want to answer, hey, 
I, you know, like, let's say that they want to know, you know, if Jimmy is coming to the conference. Look, I really like Jimmy. I like Gonzaga. But I'm really focused on he was ready for it. He, you could see he, he didn't just blurt out an answer. He said, you know, I really like Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga. But we're really focused on, and then he went into his messaging, mm -hmm. which is canned and rehearsed. So it's nice and smooth. That's not what you. That's not what you get um, from George Klyovkov in any way, shape, or form. And I want to play one other bite from that um, because if you if you listen to to Brett Yormark talking about Kansas City, remember this bite. I said yesterday, you know, being here is a unique opportunity for us to really own the city. You know, you think about Vegas, and there's four or five tournaments going on there, and here the focus is on the Big Twelve, obviously. That was not an accident. Hey, you know, we can really own the city. And then what did he do? When you think about Las Vegas, where their biggest competitor in market size, the Pac-12, has historically been, where the whack is, where the mountain is, like all of these, you know, hey, everybody and their brother has, their, but we're going to own, we're going to own Kansas City. Really well thought out. Really well executed. We're going to make it about our conference. Really well scripted and executed. And you just can't trust George Klyovkov to be that guy, right? Yeah. And and now this Kurt Schultz stuff, like, and I don't know if you guys think I'm making too much out of it. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, let's see. Spangler says you agree with every spokesperson ever hired by all companies. Okay, what am I missing? Did I miss this? Something happened. Um, I do not. Jet Wayman says, yeah, I consider it. Just don't think he's the right fit. I could be wrong. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're, oh we're back on the Bob Huggins. This is Bob Huggins. I guarantee it. Uh, Moth Prof. I respect your opinion, Jake. I love your insight, but you're acting as a judge, jury, and executioner. What is there not to execute? Right? I'm assuming. I mean, this is about Huggins. Huggins. Right? Like, what, 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 what am I missing? Yeah. Uh, Sooner fan for life. You can't compare the N-word uh, like WTF. So if you're just tuning in, Bob Huggins went on a Cincinnati radio show this morning and dropped a homophobic slur, not once, not once, but twice, mm -hmm. not once, but twice, he said it. Here's the transcript. We're not going to play it. This on top of what happened with the Oakland A's broadcaster this weekend, who was in Kansas City. And they had visited, before the game, they had visited the Negro Leagues Museum, which is in Kansas City, and they had had barbecue, which is a staple for those of you who don't know. Kansas City has renowned barbecue. It's phenomenal. Glenn Kuyper, the broadcaster, got on the TV and said, oh, yeah, we went to the N-Bomb Museum with a hard R on it. We went to the N-Museum with a hard R on it. And had great barbecue. It was phenomenal. Just rolled right through it. Yeah, we went to the Enbaum um, Museum and um, had great barbecue. It was um, what a phenomenal weekend in Kansas City. And then two innings later came back. And then this happened this morning on the radio in Cincinnati. And I say they're exactly the same thing. It, 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 you can't say, well, it's okay to slur the, you know, the the LGBTQ community. <laughs> That's fine. You cannot use the N-word. So let me get this right. We can go after somebody's ethnicity 
and that's terrible and horrible. But if you're gay and we use a slur to you know describe you as gay, we're right on. All right, good job, Huggy Bear. Good, good, good. Are you serious? That's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? They should both be fired. By the way, they're both in positions of leadership. You are the face of a baseball team and the head coach of a basketball team. And you just did two things that you can never do. That you can never do. Well, yeah, you did them anyway, so <laughs> we'll be fine. No, you won't be fine. You won't be fine. Ken Williams, what's up? How the heck are you? Um, let's see. Old, <laughs> old Tex, Texas tech man says no Bud Light for me, which is your choice. Uh, that's 100% your choice. Salty Drunk says, relax, Mike M. You've been here five minutes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What's Mike pissed about? Mike says there's some pretty hateful people in here. It's remarkable. Yeah. It's rem you got. I don't understand this, this selective outrage thing. You slurred a group of people with hateful words. You're out. Done. That should be like, oh, yeah, he's out. He's out. Like, that's just like the baseline. You notice what they have in common. What's that? It's so casual for him. It, it's easy. It, it's, it's casual. So, it's, it just rolls. It's, man. It just, it's just like it's, it, it's just like it's saying any other normal acceptable word. And that's the hard part in our country, I think, too, because we all like to talk like these are you guys understand these are human beings. Black Americans, it's Americans, gay Americans. L, just because you identify as LGBTQ does not mean you're not American. Mm -hmm. Just because you are Asian, Latino, black, white, doesn't mean you're not American. That's the part that I think we forget about. Yes, Americans. Right, so this Bob Huggins thing is no different than the broadcaster for the A's, Glenn Kuyper. This is fucking America. There's no difference. Hate speech is hate speech. We, we once we get away from this, and, and I, this is my struggle, and it's always been my struggle. Once we stop caring about the people next to us because they're black, white, Asian, you know, lesbian, bi, gay, trans, like once we start doing that, we're going to be like, hey, uh, just real quick, are you gay? Oh, I can't um, talk to, I can't be seen with, um, oh, ooh, that's a Latino person. I better, yeah. Ron Cincinnati. Ooh, that's a white guy. What do you see what I'm saying? Like, yes, we're, Americans. we're trying to put people into their little squares and don't come out of your square now. Don't come out of your square. Oh, but if you're a white male in power, you can just say whatever you want. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We got to be better than that. Bonnie, we we owe our neighbors better than that. Don't we, talk to me about how I'm being judged jury and executioner. The guy should be fired can't do already. That. You, you can't, you can't do that. Like I, and I, I, why, why? I would love somebody to put their neck on the line in this comment section today because good luck. You're taking your life in your hands. But somebody explained to me, you know, the Bud Light crowd explained to me why we shouldn't protect people from being discriminated against no matter what they're being discriminated for. Like, why shouldn't we protect people? Like, it, 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 I, I don't understand that. Whether it's mental health, like look at all the things we discriminate in this country. You're mm -hmm. too fat, you're too skinny. You, oh, you have depression. Whew. You're like, oh, you're, you're homeless. Whew. Oh, you're gay. Whew. Oh, you're black. Whew. Like why shouldn't we protect people?
I'm waiting for an answer. So if you're in the Bud Light crowd, I would love to hear from you on that. Because that I just can't deal with. I can't do that. Uh, Monty Rant says, I'm not putting my neck on the line with LIV tour comments going around today. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Jim Choi says, no one knows uh, someone's sexual preferences. Race is totally different. Why don't they know their sexual preferences? Oh, wait, Bob Huggins knows that, you know, they're all, you know, they're all F words. The Catholics are all Fs at Xavier. Yeah, apparently Bob Huggins is an expert. You know, and it's okay to use that kind of language. Why, hey, why, why, why do we want to defend these guys? And by the way, who cares if you know whether somebody is LGBTQ or not? Who cares? It's not your business. You can't say that. And when you say that, you can't be the head basketball coach at a public institution. Yeah. How is this a difficult conversation? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Jim Choi, blank, wrong. Race is totally different than somebody's sexual preference. How? Explain it. I would love for you to explain it. How? I will die on this hill, Jim. I want an explanation, dude. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I want it. That makes me crazy. Like uh, I just don't. I don't. Don't come in that. here and say, "Hey, Jim, or whoever you're saying they're wrong to," and then not give me an explanation as to why that's your opinion. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna fight with people, you get to share your opinion so that everyone can tell you just how misguided you are, Jim. Yeah, it's rough. And the Pac-12 is over. Says Sports Talk Radio. Is this? It is. Well, because actually, it's not radio. It's YouTube. And it's Bob Huggins, the head coach at West Virginia, and Glenn Kuyper, the broadcaster of the A's. Yeah. You know, like I, I just don't understand the. Do we not understand that sports and life run right next to each other? Like, is so? So, if I understand this right, we shouldn't talk about the idea that a that a college basketball legend up until today, a college basketball legend up until today goes on the radio, says a bunch of heinous stuff. And you think we're not going to talk about it. I got news for you. That's precisely yeah. what we should be talking about, man. If yeah. we're not going to talk about this stuff, we're just as guilty. If we're gonna be like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Better not talk about Bob Huggins today, but better not talk about good old Bobby bear over there, you know, dropping F bombs against the LGBTQ community. Like, what is the point of doing the show? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it's, I just think it's really interesting, the anger and the hate that comes out um, because of somebody's place in their life. Like, why do you care? You know, like I just, yeah. I don't know, that's just my opinion. I, I think the Bob Huggins thing, by the way, Bob Huggins did release a statement about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, where he talked about how sorry he is and... There are consequences for our words and actions. I will fully accept any coming my way. I'm ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt. I must do better and I will. Yeah, get packing your desk, dude. Yeah, I, I, I think West Virginia is going to fire him. I, and I think he probably expects that. But let me, let me propose although, this question. Real quick, yeah. Although, real quick, yeah. that came through West Virginia University. So <laughs> he, is, he is absolutely the one that um, he, I mean, he said that. What does it say about the university if they don't fire him? I don't know. You know, I think geopolitically speaking, I think that West Virginia is in a very conservative neck of the woods. Mm. So I don't know necessarily that there would be any issue. But that, but again, that's just my opinion. Um, I, I think Bob Huggins is going to have an awful difficult time going regionally and recruiting. 
when he says stuff like that. So I, I just think that, to me, that's what's going to hurt him. Big shout out to Maury Alvarez, our favorite Floridian. He's got the uh, buck shot. Um, love that. Listening to the show, he says, cooking while listening to some Let's great go, commentary. Thanks, the Monty Show. You're welcome. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, always love the buckshot when you, you guys hook it up. Get the buckshot, the description below. Yes, we drink them right here. This one's empty already. Uh, we drink them. They're great. Hook it up uh, in the description below. Uh, welcome to the Monty Show, hour number two. Um, I think the biggest story today could be this Nikola Jokic suspension story. Uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Nikola Jokic, thankfully, Will not be suspended. <laughs> uh, Jokic, so Jokic uh, fined twenty five thousand dollars for his run in with uh, Matt Ishbia, no smoke. the owner of the Phoenix Suns last night. Do you disagree with that? I mean, I think the problem is is that the NBA is full of hypocrisy. Like we're cool, we're cool suspending Draymond. We're cool, right? He stomped on Sabonis. Absolutely tried to end his life. He stomped on him. But but Jokic, what, a, a two-time MVP, I think, right? Tell me if I'm wrong or not. I can't remember. I believe so. But but an MVP winner, uh, a face of the league, is going to go into the stands, is going to have his little spat with the owner, fine, whatever, right? But but ultimately pushes the owner of the Suns. Nah, nah. We, 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 don't, need, we don't need to suspend him. No, no worries, bro. No worries. You know what? Next time, why don't you push them all the way over? It's fine. Don't worry about well, it, Well, I, and I disagree with you, obviously. I think that Nikola Jokic, um, he made contact with a fan. I mean, that's really what this comes down to. Did he know that was Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Suns? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But Matt Ishbia, very much like DeMontis Saboner, uh, is responsible for what happened. Ishbia, as a fan sitting courtside, whether you're the owner of the team or not, wouldn't give Jokic the basketball back. Jokic tried to take it from his arms. It flung behind him. And so Jokic tapped him with his forearm. Ishbia threw himself down. What are we doing? Like, Matt Ishbia should be fined as well. I think they're both equally responsible. Um, and I think this is the right penalty for Nikola Jokic. He should not be suspended. Matt Ishbia knew what he was doing. And I think the $25,000 fine is fine. Now, having said that, if this was not the owner of the Suns, I would have suspended him probably for five games. You cannot physically put your hands on a fan. And I don't care what that fan does. Unless that fan is coming at you throwing hands and you're defending yourself, okay, that's one thing. But if Nikola Jokic had gone into the stands and, and done this to another fan, I'd have suspended him five games and find him the maximum allowable. I'll drop that mother. Because you cannot put your hands on fans in the arena. And I think he he likely knew this was Matt Ishbia, in my opinion. He did, you'll notice, after the game. Um, and I think rightfully so. Uh, Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, and Nikola Jokic called him a fan. Like, went out of their way to say a fan. They knew it was Matt Ishbia. They yeah. knew it was the owner of the Suns. So I think largely this story is a nothing burger. Um, I think I think it's just going to be very it's going to be very interesting to see how this drama plays out because I got news for you right now. Devin Booker is the best player in the NBA playoffs, and what he is doing to the Denver Nuggets, and we can sit here and we can go round and round on this. I wouldn't be worried about Kevin Durant. 
If I'm the Denver Nuggets, the guy you should be scared of is, is Devin Booker. There is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is smoking the, the Denver Nuggets. And Michael Porter Jr. almost lost. I, I mean, honestly, I believe both of his legs fell off trying um, to defend Devin Booker um, last night. I could um, be wrong. I might have missed it. Maybe his legs did stay attached. I didn't see you know. blood on the floor, so I could be wrong. There's no defending Devin Booker right now. They tried to, at one point, triple-team him. He dribbled right past it. But they better figure out. And Jokic, I don't know how many people saw Nikola Jokic melt down on the Denver bench. He was screaming, there's only mother effing two of them. Like yelling at his teammates. Because they can't stop Devin Booker. They, they have, last night they did less of a job because I think they were so focused on Book. Yeah. But they had contained Kevin Durant pretty well. They had a guy in his space. They had a hand in his face. Like, last night he got loose a little bit. They have not slowed Devin Booker down even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's been a hell of a player in the postseason. I think he's finally earning his stripes in the postseason. Like, I think, you know, he's done everything he needs to do. And I just, <clears throat> I don't know. I think there's a lot of double standards in the league right now. I think that, I think that, you know, we... The way the series is playing out, you need Jokic in this series, and that's why I think he wasn't suspended. And I think that Devin Booker continues to torch them. And I think if he continues to torch them, they will win the series. And I think quite possibly the best punishment for Nikola Jokic is going the hell home. That's what I think. Yeah, I think Denver's in real trouble here. And and I don't know how many people saw it, uh, but the boys in Vegas came out with NBA odds. The Nuggets are not first or second. The Nuggets are third. Behind um, the Celtics, um, who are a leading five to four to go to the NBA championship, to win the NBA championship, the Lakers are now second at four to one. I mean, what? It, what how much? <laughs> like how much? How much Ishbia are you smoking? The Nuggets are seventeen to four. The Warriors are nine to one more than the Suns, who are twelve to one. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Knicks are sixty to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know are are we? Is? You know what that is? That's Vegas taking advantage of momentum in the in the news cycle. I think this is Vegas trying to make money. Yeah, dude. that's what I yeah. think this is, yeah. and I think it's I think it's brilliant trolling of Knicks fans. It's sixty to one. The Knicks aren't winning it. <laughs> but how do you have the Nuggets behind the Lakers? I don't know. And by the way, how do you have the Celtics at the top when Jason Tatum won't score the most important basket of his life? Instead, he passed it. Um, um, fucking, what are you talking about, man? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, Let's see. Pac-12 is over, says, wait a minute. Uh, Rewind. I don't have to buy Bud Light if I don't like who they prop up as an advertiser. No, you don't. No. No, don't buy Bud Light if you don't like Bud Light. Listen listen to me. What are you talking about? The Bud Light thing is very different than the Bob Huggins thing. By the way, for those of you, in case you don't know, Bud Light supported a trans person and used a trans person in an advertising campaign and put um, that person's face on Bud Light cans, and their sales tanked. They mm. took a lot of heat over it. People were fired. Like the, It's an ongoing thing. If, if that's not you and you don't want to buy Bud Light, go buy Michelob Ultra. I don't care. Yeah. like that. That's your choice. It's your money, man. Yeah. Uh, the Tater Man says, you may not agree with someone's lifestyle or decision-making. However, everyone deserves to be treated with respect until they prove they aren't worthy of that respect. It's not complicated. It is absolutely not complicated. Yeah. That's exactly right. That is exactly, exactly right. No doubt about it, in in my opinion. Um, Let's see. 
Jay Spang, uh, Jason Spangler, you people are so off base, it's embarrassing. Ban these trolls. Hey, man, it's you. You guys, you're all right here, man. Uh, Andrew says, society holds grudges permanently against people whose victims have forgotten, uh, who have forgiven already their attackers. That could be. Uh, the Pac-12 is over, says hello. Hi, good to see you, dude. <laughs> uh, C. Kaufman, if I... Steve Kaufman said, I'm glad the Washington state president isn't sharing what he is drinking, too. <laughs> and for buddy those of you just... Deep. Buddy is in deep. Buddy is in deep. I think this is a really bad look. Um, I think when you look at what, what Kurt Schultz, the president at, at Washington state, said, um, I just... I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I wish I did. I wish I did, but I don't. And you look at the you look at the comments about the Pac-12 owning the Pacific time zone. And it's just a little surprising because they're just thrown in at the end here. Media rights. Where are we now? We've had really, really good conversations with major media outlets and recognizable ones. Everybody goes, oh yeah, you know, I can click on the TV and watch that. Um, over the last six months, you know, ESPN is a great example. You know, they laid off a whole bunch of employees. Yeah. If you said, when would be the worst time in the last six years to try and negotiate a media deal, probably last five months is, is going to be pretty close to the worst. And so what's been happening is we've continued to have those conversations with uh, recognizable major media outlets. They're very interested in the Pac-12. People can remember entire football isn't as great as this conference or that conference, but we occupy a coveted time slot where people need live sports content around the nation. People like college football and the Pac-12 owns that West Coast time frame. God damn. <laughs> hey, man, come on, boy. Pass the blunt. Dude, Let's go. Buddy is in so deep, dude. I'm on all the gods. Dude. Like, what is he smoking? Bro. That's crazy. Because, like, what? You, I'm sorry, you own that late night window. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. USC is West Coast football. With all due respect to everybody else, because you ain't USC. USC is West Coast football. With all due respect. That's just the bottom line. All due respect. The cheerleaders are hotter. The skirts are shorter. The movie stars are out. Oh, my God. Just like that. And USC is always the most relevant football program on the West Coast. Like, I mean, if you go across the region, right? If you go across the region, you look at the Midwest, the most domineering football program in the Midwest, like Texas, Oklahoma. Northwestern. Northwestern Um, is not. Um... Um, um, I don't know. Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame. You know, it's not where short quarterbacks go to die at Oklahoma, certainly, little right? Little guys. Little guys. Little guys. <laughs> and by the way, because we've had a we've because we've worked really hard on this show, brand new video of yeah. Kyler Murray working on his knee rehab. Pick it up. Look at the little dude. Kyler Murray is back. What do you bench? Should I just stop the video now? Or Do you it? even lift? Because Are people myring. Because I needed a Jalen Brunson working out before we'll the next game. Three, let's go. Bryce Young, wow. Hey, Bryce Dude. Young, he's grown an inch. Wow. Look at his face, you guys. Look at his, I mean, come on. 
Okay, that was your... It's that or I play the Aaron Rodgers raccoon out of the dumpster. I mean, that's... We got to get in a better mood today, you guys. I know, Seems dude. Very ser- everyone, I bring up Bob, everyone, Bob Huggins and everybody loses their mind. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to come out and say Bob, Bob Huggins is some saint. So, I mean, we need to, you know, cheer Bob, up the mood hey, here. Bob here won't be able to get a nickel for his grandma. Little Bobby Poo <laughs> isn't going to have another chair at the game. So, real quick, before we get back to the Pac-12, Jake and, I are, Jake and I are walking around uh, the building today, and we just start talking to each other in Dark Nightline. These civilized people... They'll eat each other. Where's the Italian? Little Gamble here won't be able to get a nickel for his grandma. I love it. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. I am. Which is why I love when Jansen posts a picture of himself drinking a blood ras, bucked up energy, watching show. the show. He said, ran the Orem location since I live right next to it. Yeah. Caffeine at 4 p.m. is Let's never go, a baby. bad idea. Let's go, Jansen. Good to see you. You guys love it. Absolutely love it. Here on the Monty Show, as always, we are presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. I'm telling you guys, if you get in a wreck, it is motorcycle, bicycle, scooter season. You guys do not take a risk. You need an attorney. You need somebody that will fight for you. And there is nobody that does that better than our friends at The Advocates. Getting knocked around in an accident is awful. That's why you need someone to look out for you. Call the advocates for your free consultation, and we'll keep you from getting knocked around. Anybody know where that bowling alley is? Because I need to do a dissertation on European history, and that encyclopedia set looks awesome. Anyway, the advocates, theadvocates.com. Come on, that's a great commercial. It is. I think it's awesome. Phenomenal. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, where you never pay a consultation fee. You never pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Uh, let's get a couple more of your comments in here. Uh, I love the, by the way, I love the open conversations. I, I truly do. I know it upsets some folks, but we love having serious. We love laughing. We love having a good time. As does David Bradham, who's our newest member. Let's go. Let's go. David, 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 bro, bro, hey. drums are flats, bro, drums are flats. No, don't start. Don't start. Whatever. And David is uh, a member of the uh, higher tier, so he gets the uh, entry into the Instagram group. David, please DM me, bro, SLC Jake. Need you to DM me. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. DM Jake, SLC Jake, to get into the group. Uh, David Sebestis says, uh, Kyler's grown a couple of inches. Apparently he has. Uh, Rem, Air, Rem Air System says, if the unthinkable happens in the Pac-12 folds... Okay, the U- just stop right there. What? If Okay, quote, if the unthinkable happens... Well, I if- really hope it's... Am I one of the only... Am I one of the only... Or one of the few people hoping that they don't... The Pac-12 doesn't go away? Listen, we're in, in a strange time. I, I mean... I'm not hoping you're indifferent. Away. I don't know that you care if the Pac-12. Yeah, goes I don't away. care because the reality of the situation is Utah doesn't want to help itself. Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten, and Colorado's just waiting for waiting to get on the bus. See, and I don't think anybody's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, well, okay, anytime soon being once George comes back with an offer, and then we all decide to get things moving. Like that, like anytime soon is such like. I feel like that's such a relative term. Like I would agree. Anytime soon. Okay, well, if anytime soon is in the next 60 days, yeah, I guess that's not anytime soon. But in college football terms, 
This thing is now. This is happening now on a daily basis. I would agree. If any time soon is the reality, then why is Buddy at Washington State talking? But right? I, I, I don't disagree, but I think this is a very valid question from Rem Air System. I think it's a very valid question. If the U of U is left out of the Big 12, will Coach Whittingham retire? I, it, it's Bad terrifying question. to me. It is, it is a really good question. It is terrifying to me um, because I think the minute that Kyle Whittingham is no longer a head coach, I think college football is worse off. I think Here's Kyle. Game plan. And, and I understand. I totally understand that Lincoln Riley is everybody's favorite All American football coach ever. I totally understand it. And I, I understand why. Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the West Coast. And we could talk about the rest of the country and debate whatever You're you want. He's better than Lincoln Riley. He is a better coach than Lincoln Riley. Damn. I, I don't even have, I have no trouble saying that. Because Kyle Whittingham is a guy that if I had a 17-year-old son that wanted to play in the NFL, I'm only sending him to one place, and that's Utah. Okay, well, I agree with that. Yeah, that's I agree it. with that big I mean, time, yeah. I just think that, that the Pac-12 will be far, far, far worse off than, than it is today without Kyle Whittingham. You know what's really interesting about Witt, too? You know, the Utes, they pick up Micah Pittman, right? Big-time wide receiver recruit. Um, in Utah for a long time, and even still, I think it still is at play, is regarded as a defensive school. And everyone, nobody disagrees with that, right? Like, everyone agrees. I would agree. That, hey, they're a defensive school first. But it seems like Witt is doing a better job getting these bigger name wide receivers to come to Utah. And I know, you know, Mike Pittman's not some, you know, he's not the the absolute number one prospect in the land, but he's a damn good prospect, man. He's, he's somebody that's going to contribute for them uh, on a game by game basis, and I and I, and I think when you look at coaches in the Pac-12, it's like, dude, like there's so much hype around Prime. Witt's been there forever. Lincoln Riley showed you what he can do in year one. Like it's a fascinating thing. Yet here we are talking about Washington State's president saying how they own the the West Coast time slot. So we're going to talk about that. Shocking. Instead of what is happening on the field, that's what's disappointing. I I don't even know. I that that's that is just so yeah that hurts jansen don't start don't fun question toilet paper or flushable wipes no you fucking donkey i should just leave no god-fearing man or well really satan fearing man because what toilet paper does to your butthole is all about satan nobody Nobody uses toilet paper. As, yeah, as somebody coming off of a colonoscopy, and a as somebody, job. yeah, a pipe job, thank you. <laughs> as somebody who has used butt wipes for 10 years, I'm never going back. I'm not. Like, and I was exposed to dude wipes, and I will never go back. I will never go back. But I'm telling you, Cottonelle butt wipes. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. Cottonelle, most moist flushable wipes for your most supple areas. Here I am. <laughs> no, no, you do not. Stop, Jansen. Be, yeah, be a refined man. By the way, a lot of people are commenting on Jake's neck beard. You like it? No, I don't. We've talked about this. We've talked about this as well. You don't use butt wipes. You use sandpaper. No, I don't. And you don't I shave your neck. I use butt wipes, dude. 
and you don't shave Listen, your neck. Listen, I didn't feel great this morning. Like, every excuse in the book. I didn't decide to roll out any uh, homophobic slurs today, but, you know, I just didn't feel great today. And, you know, so I just got in the shower and got no, on with my didn't, business. Didn't, no sharp objects yeah, near the no, jugular. no sharp objects near the jugular. Didn't end my broadcasting career today. Like, you know, everything's fine. <laughs> does it? Does it? <sighs> does it frustrate you? You're just going to throw in random fart bombs. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, does it frustrate you that you're not as good looking as me? I'm sure that it does. Uh, <laughs> why? This is the kind of content that gives a laugh but not gets you fired. It's not that complicated. Thank you. Uh, the worst case scenario for the Pac-12 is uh, Oregon and Washington getting big ratings in the late night window. That's going to happen. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, salty drunk, can we talk sports now? We are talking sports. Yeah, dude. You know. Uh, Monty Rant says, I hope the Pac-10 goes away so we can uh, stop talking about them. At some point, a Scott of Greywater. Beowulf. Uh, I do think the West Coast schools are in control of late night window, not the conference. Bars have multiple games on at once, just oh, not no, you. friend. But see, here's the thing, though. If your late night window game is on Apple TV... Is that on in a bar? No. If your late night game is on NBC television, is it on in a bar? Yes. It is. I think very well. ESPN would love to keep that late window game. I think they would for $90 million. I think they'd like a game or two and some basketball for $90 million. And that's the crux of the problem. I mean, the Pac-12 just simply can't justify $400 million. You can't. Your product just simply isn't isn't worth. I mean, again, and this is this is why, you know, last week when when you know uh, Scripps president CEO Brian Lawler comes on the show talking about how hey like localized TV deals are where it's at, and that's why you see the Golden Knights or the WNBA or uh, you know the Phoenix Suns like any of these deals that have come out recently. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're doing them the way they're doing them because they know hey. Our local community wants to watch the most relevant to them no content. No doubt about it. In, on the East Coast, people could give a damn about Cal or Washington State or whoever, right? Like, it's just the reality of life in TV, man. I agree. Uh, big shout out to our guy, Teddy Wayman, the Tao King of Utah. He gifted five memberships. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Teddy. Appreciate you, my friend. Maury Alvarez, thank you for being a member. Uh, for four months, it tells me you've been a member for four months. Nathan Scott gifted a membership by Teddy Wayman. Daniel Whittlesley. Douglas Janky. Yeah, Janky. J-A-H-N-K-E. Junkie, I got it. Buckeye Lou. Jason B. Hey now, appreciate that. Um, it tells me Delaric's been a member for two months. Thank you, Delaric. Appreciate that. You guys, thanks for uh, supporting the show. It means the world to us. We are approaching 17,000 subscribers here on the program. Um, <laughs> I didn't even try to do that one. <laughs> Jake's a cock. Uh, it's fine. What's up, big bro? Um, we are at 16,824. We have 176 to go. Come on, dude. Get us there today. Like, we could get there today, theoretically. If you are not a subscriber to the channel, please consider hitting subscribe after you hit the like button. 
Uh, we'd like to do 200 likes a show. We're at 142, and we're halfway through the Monty Show presented by our good friends um, at Big O Tires and American Fork for all of our Utah listeners. And hey, you want to fly yourself in? Let's do it. Uh, why don't you come to the RSL match with us? RSL versus MIFC on June 10th. We have rented out the Zag Suite, the yeah. Zag Club or whatever it's called, where you get a ton of catered food, buffet style, so it's all you can eat, all you can drink, no alcohol included, yeah. and you get a great mass match with RSL, who drew over the weekend. Be nice if they're in the playoffs. Against NYFC, <laughs> one of the hottest tickets of the year, June 10th in America First Field, and it's on the house. All you have to do is make your way to Big O Tires in American Fork, like our guy Riley O'Brien did. He went and bought new tires today. Riley, appreciate you. So guess what? Riley O'Brien guaranteed a spot uh, into the Zag Club on June 10th to hang out with Jake and I. It's that easy, bro. That's it. So now guess what? We're down to 11 spots that we are giving away um, because there are, there are, wait, there were 12 of us, right? Not so, so you get my point, yeah. right? Uh, so we are giving away spots to join us. All you have to do is go to American Fork, big O tires in American Fork, get an oil change, get a tire rotation, buy new tires, get a tune up. By the way, they do far more than tires. They do alignments, they do brakes, they do transmissions, tint. anything with your motor. They are doing my tint next Tuesday. I am getting ceramic tint and an oil change at Big O Tires in American Fork on, on Hank the Grand Cherokee. Uh, super stoked about that. By the way, uh, you may or may not be entered in the future contest uh, that may or may not include some destinations in the future. Yeah, we're working on a big golf contest. Like, yeah. So get involved. And trust me, you want to golf with us because you'll be better um, than we are. <laughs> uh, but go to American Fork, uh, Big O Tires in American Fork. I don't know why I can't say that right. Go to Big O Tires in American Fork. And if you just want to enter to win, go comment on their Twitter account. Go comment on their Instagram account. All you have to do is hit the follow button and then leave a comment that says, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. Hey, coming in to get my oil changed. Hey, I need new tires. Comment, enter to win. You're entered to win. Yeah. To come and hang out with Jake and I. Uh, at the RSL match on June 10th. By the way, you get an on-field experience. You yeah, know. so it's pretty awesome. Here's what you get. You get a ticket to the game. You get VIP entry. You get all the food and drink you can eat, no alcohol included. You get a ticket at midfield. Before the game, we're going to take you down to the field. You're going to get to watch warm-ups with NYFC and RSL. Then we're all going to go up to the Zag Club. It's going to be amazing. You get to hang out with us, and you might also get a one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-kind piece of Monty merch um. as well that we are working on. So, uh, yeah, you probably ought to go to Big O Tires and American Fork. Comment on their Instagram and their Twitter or get your oil tire rotation stuff. Alignment and stuff. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Raider Mark says, Pac-12 will uh, have trouble getting top recruits and attracting and holding on to good coaches. They will. They will. Connor Johnson says, DeBoer is great too. Oregon is in very good. Washington, Oregon, Utah, Oregon State, we'll see what happens. Most of the Dillingham at ASU, I think Fish at Arizona, like Dion at Colorado, like there are some really high-level coaches in this league. Yeah. And it, I think it's, it's a matter of attrition, though. Who are you going to lose? Because losing Lincoln Riley is a big, big deal. 
Yeah. It is a it is a big, big deal. And we'll see, you know, Chip Kelly as well, obviously at UCLA leaving the league. That's a big deal, man. And I, I think it's very difficult. It is very difficult to hire good head coaches. And I think you're finding that out at places like Notre Dame, Iowa, or uh, excuse me, Miami. Um, I think you're finding out that bringing home your favorite son doesn't always work out. Yeah. And I think you look at a guy like Kyle Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham is the, the creme de la creme of human beings. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I think you have to be really be, you have to really be careful with that because I, I don't know, man, it's just such a, it's such a, a, a tight rope to walk when you let a guy like Kyle Whittingham go. It really is. Jansen says, Jake, the woman don't like neck beards and people who like flats. Well, is what it is, man. I I don't I don't shave for one day, bro. Shave your neck, prick. I'm gonna come um, in tomorrow with a with a with nothing. I'm gonna shave. You should come in then, wearing like a Santa Claus neck beard. And then and then everyone's gonna be like, oh, you you look like a kid. You look like a kid. You should have a neck beard. Wow, Maury Alvarez. I don't need more moist things in or near my butt. Well, people are misinterpreting what I'm saying. My butt. Okay. Uh, Travis um, Bird, Big Daddy Magic. Think about Victor in the Jazz uniform. That will make you feel better. I didn't smoke some of the magic, <coughs> and it makes every day a great day. <coughs> okay. Uh, Monty <coughs> appears to have issues with Jake being a beta male. I do. I don't like betas. You like how he just works that in? I don't even know what a beta is, but that's fine. Capazzo, what's up in the cheesy, my guy? Uh, it's all about the wash. Get a bidet. There dude, you go. Dude, don't start the bidet conversation, dude. Can we just end it at TP or moist flush? Hey, guys, 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 guys. Is cereal soap? I'll wait for my answer. <laughs> don't. Dale Donut, my kids look better than me. He does not. You know. Waves in opposition. You know. <laughs> dude, I should just give up now. I should just give up now. Stop crying like a little girl. Jet Wayman, olives do belong on Stop, pizza. Stop, dude. Here we Bro, go. Jet, Here we go. chill, dude. Here we go. Dude. The lie detector test See, determined that was a lie. All, Jet Wayman goes away to long, working hard, building a company over here, kicking ass. By the way, olives belong on pizza. Okay, gotta go. No smoke. Olives do not belong on pizza. Can't back down. And I'm, I'm just telling you now, they don't belong on pizza unless it's a taco grande. At Papa Murphy's. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. No olives, please. All right, thanks. <laughs> best part about the best part about the Papa Murphy's app is there's a no olives button. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's a prerequisite. I, I don't. I actually don't think they let you complete the order if olives are on the pizza. Even more than that, there's an extra pineapple button. Let's Boom. go. Boom. Let's go. Are people myring? Jansen says olives are disgusting. Thank you. Thank uh, Capazzo you. says team lean is the way to go. That's right. Uh, Boyd Lake says, guys, 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 football music in 13 minutes. That's exactly right. Football at 50. Salty drunk. What's warm up the soccer match consist of jump rope and pat a cake games? Why are you um, being a hater, man? 
Bro, that's a little too Aussie for us. Can you break that down into simple American, please? He wants to know what they do to warm up in 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 football. Soccer. Oh. They kick a ball around. Something like that. See, Kaufman, great. What's next? Olive stuffed with blue cheese. Oh, jeez. Don't play intramurals, brother. Had to be a topper, didn't you? Oh, hey, let me think. Hmm. How can we make Monty throw up in his own mouth? Hmm. Olive stuffed with blue cheese. You're a douche. <laughs> Get a fast pass for Douche Mountain, because you're a douche. The Monty rant says people should be nicer to Jake. Why? Please. Why? Please. The truth is I'm actually a modest person. I treat you far too well. Uh -huh. I treat you far too well. Uh -huh. Ryan Fair, I would love your opinion on how the NBA MVP uh, has not went to an American in nearly half a decade. Okay, different day. Not Don't have time. That's way too deep. Because Devin Booker's been hosed for apparently five years straight now Do you view this season as a failure you know jansen breaking news west virginia is reviewing coach huggins anti-gay slur according to espn oh so now we're gonna enter <clears throat> <clears throat> okay so we're gonna enter a review process of the f word and we're gonna see if that fits in with the handbook at west virginia or not a decision will be made by the end of the month yeah, this is rough, man. Like it, it is. And if you're just tuning in, no, I'm not getting back into it. But let me, um, you know, let me let me explain that Bob Huggins this morning on a Cincinnati radio show, a show that he knows well. He, I was reading during the commercial there. Um, Bob Huggins has been on that show over a dozen times since he left Cincinnati. He knows them very well. Bob Huggins went on this show this morning and dropped not one, but two anti-gay slurs um. and really went radio silence, right? No pun intended. He was talking about the Catholics at Xavier University. And if you read the middle there where it says Huggins, it was a crosstown shootout. Yeah, no. What it was, was all of these Fs, the Catholic Fs, I think. And the guy's show that he was on, this Cunningham cat, is a legend in Cincinnati. And he said this on one of the biggest radio stations in the country. It's a real problem. He issued mm -hmm. a statement late this afternoon that in part said, there are consequences for our words and actions, and I will fully accept any coming my way. I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt. I must do better, and I will, said Bob Huggins. Mm -hmm. He is in real trouble. He is in real trouble at West Virginia. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, team lean, but not too far. I might fall over. Well, you know, I mean, that's definitely a risk. And good luck getting up. Gary says, Utah will go uh, from KW to Andy Ludwig. Do you really? Mm. Andy Ludwig? Mm. Andy Ludwig? Mm. Cougar Track says the Jake and Monty show. Never uh, heard of that show. Me, it's What's the uh, Monty program. The Monty program. Uh, David Sebesta, make program. him pinky swear he won't say it again. What a joke. Yeah. Harvey. Hello, Harvey. Harvey says, hey, Monty. Hey, Harvey. Hey, Monty. Boyd Lake, give us the summary. Oh, man. Sounds like third grade playground stuff. So stupid. Yeah. Um, 
Xavier fans can blow it. They are horrible. And that's fine. If, if he'd have said that, we wouldn't be talking about Buddy. No, we wouldn't even have known about this interview. Yeah. Ain't ducking, no smoke. Ryan Fair, West Virginia's a different place. Does his career survive anywhere other than Morgantown? It probably doesn't. Travis Bird, Jake is a quality human being and a gentleman. I just wish you'd see the light about the greatest basketball player ever created by God himself. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. Yeah, why do you slander Devin Booker all the time? I, I mean, I wish you would see. See, even big, mid, even big, big, big daddy uh, magic. Excuse no. me. Relax. Big debt. What? That was almost a slip of the tongue there. Look, Bob Huggins, take it easy. Dickhead, Dick Allen's bobble figurine. <laughs> Anita Dick and me. Dickhead, Dick Allen's bobble figurine. Big Daddy Magic even knows that Devin Booker is the greatest, and I want to read this correctly, Devin Booker, the greatest basketball player ever created by God himself, wake up. I'm so bricked up right now. See what I'm saying? You know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, GMAC, Huggins should have used some better words to describe Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no ain't no love lost for you know, Xavier. You know, I mean, just went straight for the jugular, right? Uh, Dale Donut says, or we could just go by the first names and not the short and last names, the Tim and Jake show. I mean, you could. Booker, Janus. Booker is the man. Maury Alvarez, Travis Bird is all about the big deal VW. No, he's talking about Devin Booker, the greatest basketball player ever created by God himself. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Travis Bird, can I ask a serious question, please? No, please you enlighten us, please. Uh, salty drunk. My sources are saying Luca to the Jazz. Well, <laughs> knock yourself out. It would be a huge mistake to add Luca Doncic to listen, the Jazz. Listen, he's no Joe Ingles, but he'll do. Okay. I'm just telling you, it would be a massive huge, mistake. Huge mistake. Yeah, I mean, of epic proportion. My name is Luca. You know. Um. <laughs> Good question, David. Why start with serious questions now? I have no idea. If I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already Yeah, why, why start now? Riley O'Brien. Uh, or we could just let it be what it is, the Monty Show. Program. Thank you. See, Riley always comes in and gets it back on the rails. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, anyway. All right. Uh, let's do Monty Makes You Money now. Uh, because the other day we were late and people are like, you cheated. It's not my fault. I was like four for four over the weekend. What now? Let me tell you what now. No. This guy. Um, the Knicks in Miami. Everybody thinks this series is over. So the New York Knicks are at the Jimmies. The Himmies? My, <laughs> minus four and a half, 208 and a half, 530 on TNT. Mm -hmm. What do you make of the Knicks right now? Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, the Knicks are a team that I think struggles to find the answer when they're going through the other team's run, right? So, like, mm -hmm. when Miami goes off and they go on that 10 or 12-0 run, you know, the Knicks struggle to get that thing back on track, and it turns into, like, a 20-5 to run or, like, a you know, an 18-7 to run, you know, where, where you're just getting your ass kicked repeatedly and you have no answer for it. And I think that's the trouble with the Knicks, honestly. I think on their best night, they can beat anybody. And I really mean that. Like, I do think the Knicks are good enough to beat anybody when they play their best. The problem is, is you don't see that enough. Like, there are some nights where Julius is excellent. And then other nights where it's like, well, yeah, mm, 
He got to the line a little bit, got some rebounds, but wasn't really that factor, that force that we know Julius can be. You know, we know what Jalen Brunson's going to provide. He basically gives it to you every night. And then there's R.J. Barrett, where I'm just left sitting here like, are you showing up tonight or not? And by the way, quickly, I feel like has been relatively reliable. But again, this is a team full of inconsistent guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I the Knicks are a better team. And I don't know that Hemi Butler is himself. But what I do know is that right now Miami is not exactly wowing people with their offense. Mm-hmm. They're scoring about 100 points a game, between right. 100 and 107, 8 points a game. Right. Their defense is what is keeping them in these games. And you look at the you look at the 105 to 86 win the other day. Like I I don't even know how you explain the fact that the Knicks shot 20% from 3. Look, you're in Miami, you're a great defensive team. You're not holding the Knicks to 20%. You're you're not. And Doesn't again, make you feel responsible. Again, I would just look at Jalen Brunson, seven of twenty and zero of five from three. Yeah, is that defense or did Jalen Brunson have a bad night? Jalen probably had a bad night. Jalen probably had a bad night, and he still scored twenty points. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you look at Mitchell Robinson, two points in fourteen minutes. Not good enough. Julius Randle, four of fifteen, zero of five, ten points um, in thirty-eight minutes. Um, um, like this is this is like fecal matter that you were you watching play I mean? basketball. Like, how do you? How are you that far off of your numbers? Like, Dude. like some guys have bad nights, and it's like, all right, well, he didn't put up forty; he put up twenty-five tonight. But you're putting up fourteen points, yeah, ten points in thirty-eight minutes. Be better, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you explain it. I, I really don't know how you explain the ineptitude of the Knicks, but here's the problem. I don't think that you can bet the Knicks in this game. No. I think if you are if you are looking at this game and you're asking yourself, well, which way should I go here? There's simply no way that you can bet the Knicks here. No. I mean, this line, it's four and a half and 208. That's 104 points a team. I think you're betting the heat to cover and this game to go over. Yes. I think that is the, that is the only way that you can, whoops, my bad. That's the only way that you can that you can do that. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's silly to bet the Knicks, but then bet it to go under. Like, I don't think that that makes a lot of sense here with the way this line is and how good the Miami Heat are defensively. I, I think, agree. You know, the only trouble I have, or not trouble, just like, you know, the only thing with the Knicks I have tonight is, okay, you were really bad the last game, so it would make sense if you had a better night tonight. Like, it would make sense if, hey, okay, you had your bounce back game, you know, well, it's in Miami, though. Well, I know, but I think if you're if you're the Knicks, you're sitting here like, all right, we really we got to get this one. Like we had a really bad outing last time out, and I'm not saying I'm betting the Knicks. I'm I'm doing exactly what you said, right? Like Heat, you know, to cover and it goes over. I think that's the proper bet here. But I think the fascinating part about this particular line, and it's why I think it's four and a half, is because if Julius and Jalen get going, theoretically, that should yeah. make guys like Mitchell Robinson better. But again. Who the hell knows? I mean, this is... I don't. I don't. This is the problem with the Knicks. You don't know what Knicks team you're getting on a nightly basis. That's right. And and I don't trust the Knicks. I think I trust Hemi. Hemi Butler and the... I mean, that guy's one of the the deadliest players in the playoffs. And I think Jimmy Butler and the Heat are going to win this game and win this series. Yeah. And I, I just... Again, I just don't see any way 
that the Knicks can come. I mean, it's 2-1. This is a massive game. Don't get me wrong. But that's another reason for Jimmy Butler to show up. Yeah. And I would expect a far, far better performance out of the Knicks tonight, but I just can't trust them. Not the way I, they played the other night. I think you have to bet the heat here, and I think you take the over. Yeah. That's, that's where agree. I'm at on this I game. Uh, where are you guys at on Knicks and heat? Um, what's the Australian hate today, Jake? We are allies. There's no Australian hate. I'm not hating. I'm just, I just didn't understand what you meant. Maury Alvarez, excuse me, it's Jimmy. Hit me? Okay. Uh, you know. Ooh, Big Daddy Magic's big question. Are you ready? Can you pay monthly for NFL ticket on YouTube TV? I believe you can. I believe you can. Could be wrong. Uh, Gary, both Miami and L.A. go up 3-1. Pick the overs. I think you have to pick the you overs. You have to, dude. You have to pick the now. overs, right? You know, I just, you know. Uh, Dr. Darren Sylvester. Why does Jake cough? I don't get it. No, no, I'm not coughing, bro. I'm not cough. Okay. <coughs> That's a, a drop. <coughs> what do you usually play it for? <coughs> Anytime someone's making an ass of themselves. So, okay. Hey, guys, Bob Huggins is on the mic. <coughs> oh, boy. <coughs> By the way, uh, the tweet I accidentally put up here. Did you guys see this? Uh, and I know that I'm an idiot. And I don't know anything that I'm talking about. Stuart Mandel, The Athletic. If this is the end for Bob Huggins, it's such a Cincinnati story. Bill Cunningham has been on the radio there since I was a kid and I'm 47. A crosstown shootout grudge from 30 years ago. Huggins uses the same exact awful slur that got Tom Brenneman fired. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Man, do you guys remember that with Tom yes, Brenneman? Yes, bro. Like, come on. The baseball broadcaster for the Reds. Yes. Oh. Yes. Terrible. Terrible. <coughs> Terrible. Uh, Jet Wayman, who is the uh, bookie officially, unofficially. Nah, of the he Monty really show. does good, though. He does well. Uh, I got the Warriors in the heat tonight. Well, let's talk about the Warriors, Tile King. Golden State at the Lake Show. Is this the dagger? Minus two and eight, uh, two and a half, 228 Dude, at eight o'clock though. on TNT. Bro, the over-under, though. This is an awful lot of money to play the over, but I think you have to. Here's the problem, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Golden State is still not figured out how do you, how do you beat the Lakers' defense. Mm -hmm. When they play almost, it's almost like a man with Anthony Davis roving because Draymond and Kevon Looney can't score. And so when the Warriors go small, you wind up with AD on, on one of those two and Draymond usually. And the other issue is they're double teaming Steph and Clay Thompson has not been able to, to cap the Lakers. Yeah. And so my biggest question here is, is if you're on the Golden State train and I, I, I think you probably should be, if the Lakers continue to defend the way they're defending, they're the best defensive team in the playoffs right now. Right. And the guy that nobody is talking about is D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is killing Golden State. Killing them. How are you going to beat the Lakers when LeBron doesn't take a shot in the first quarter? Right. And dominates you. How are you going to beat the Lakers? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that's tough. I think the, I the, think that's the, very path, tough. the path for the Warriors 
has always been through Steph Curry. I mean, you know, and I know that's not reinventing the wheel, but I, I look at, you know, you look at the box from, you know, the game the other day, and 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 I just look at, you know, 23 points for Steph and only 15 for Clay. That's not a recipe for them to win a ball game. And they're know? terrible on the road. Yeah, and, and I think... Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I thought you said 127 to 97. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those games, yeah. I thought you... No, I thought you said... The Golden State Warriors scored less than 100 points. Yeah. Oh, wait, it was at Crypto on the road. Who's surprised? That's, and, and Teddy Wayman and everybody else, that's what terrifies me about betting the Warriors tonight because you have a collective group shooting not terrible from three, 30% from three. That's brutal for them, dude. Right. Well, it might be, but that's pretty human being-like. Yeah, but, but And here's the other problem. Steph Curry was four of 10. He shot 40% from three, and they got blown out. Yeah, that's a disappointing result for Steph Curry. I'm sorry. 40% is disappointing. disappointing. Yeah, that's disappointing. He's capable of much more than that. Stop. I think he knows that, and I think, you know, the the 9 to 21 number is the one I look at for Steph, and I say, okay, he's, you know, he's probably, on a good night, he's probably 15 to 21. You know, he's in that middle teen uh, area, and if he gets there, he's probably getting fouled. You know, probably getting eight or nine from the line. Like, you know, that's where... That's why I say, dude, you can lean on this Laker defense, but I want to see what a game looks like when Steph and Clay are doing our 60 points of sixty points together because that's when they're at their best, right? When they combine, get 60 points for their club. And... So if I just said to you, Steph and Clay both shoot 40% from three, are the, are the Warriors going to win? Yeah, probably, but not not that game. Well, they both shot 40% from three, and they lost by 30. And I understand it. I totally understand it. The problem is, neither one of them shooting enough. You're telling me that Klay Thompson's only taking 14 shots. You're only taking 14 shots. That's why I say. I and don't in, think you can overreact to this game, dude. And in games that they, want, they win, he shot 18 points. Right? So they win... They've gone every other game here. Lakers win, Warriors win, Lakers won. Okay, in the middle game that the Warriors won in the series, Steph Curry took 12 shots. Klay Thompson took 18. So you won by 27, and everybody was really happy. Well, guess what? Klay took 18 shots, 11 were from three. He was 8 of 11. Mm -hmm. Steph was 3 of 5. And you won by 30. And you still both took less than 20 shots. Mm-hmm. The Lakers' defense is better than the, the Warriors' offense. And if the Lakers show up and shoot well, because I would remind you, the same excuse you're using for the Warriors, you could absolutely apply to the Lakers because the Lakers shot 29% from three in the loss. I said 29%. Austin Reeves, one of five. Russell, O of three. LeBron, three of eight. Vando, one of two. Hachimura was the only one that hit in that game of four or six. Mm-hmm. So the issue is the Lakers don't live and die by the three. The Warriors do. The Lakers are superior defensively to this Warrior team, especially at Crypto.com. This is a terrifying game to bet the dubs in. Yeah, I guess we just look at it differently. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't think there's any stopping Steph Curry when he's hitting. I don't think you're stopping Clay But he Thompson. was hitting. No, he was not hitting. He was 4 of 10, dude. You're sitting here saying that okay. a guy who's shown he can be 6 of 10, 7 of 10, had a nice night from 3. He didn't have a nice night from 3. Like, he didn't. Like, I get it. It's 40%, and by anyone else's measure, that's excellent. So 6 of 13. 
40%. Yeah, that's just okay for Steph Curry. Seven of 18. That's just okay. 40%. Well, I'm going down his game log, and he generally is a 40% three-point shooter. So he shoot like if you want him to shoot more volume, so he's making seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. he's going to have to take 23s, and that's not healthy for anybody. He's generally, in the games they win, 6 of 14, right? 6 of 12, 5 of 11, 2 of 10, they win. I'm telling you, this Warrior team cannot rely on threes to win games. They've got to play defense, and they've got to attack the rim and get Anthony Davis in foul trouble. I think that's the only way they win the series. That's it. I don't see any other way. Andrew Wiggins dunking on on Anthony Davis the other night, that's how you beat the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That's that that to me, that's the only way you're beating the LA Lakers. Is you've got to attack the rim and Draymond has got to get going to the basket. He is cuz he he becomes this guy and I don't know what you think of this, but I feel like Draymond Green becomes this guy that stands around the perimeter and wants to set picks and Anthony Davis is taking in breaths. And he's just standing in the paint, lowering his heart rate, lowering his heart rate, like chilling out, catching his breath, and then he goes down and dominates you on offense. Yeah, That's happening too much. Because the, the thing that, remember what we talked about when this series was getting ready to go. Hey, what are you going to do with Kaban Looney, the offensive rebounding guru? If you're the Lakers, hasn't been a factor. Has not been a factor. Second chance points have not been a factor. So I'm really worried if I if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I am really worried about this game tonight. I think it is I think it is absolutely positively without a doubt you've got to get Anthony Davis in foul trouble. Yeah. You well, have I to. think it would be nice if you got to the line with any regularity. I mean the the free throw advantage for the Lakers is substantial. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. The Monty show official pick do or die. Minus two and a half for the Lakers, 228. Jake, go. Yeah, I like the Warriors to win this game. I think they upset them. I think Steph has a special performance because he knows if they lose this game, this series is over. I mean, you, you can't lose tonight. If you lose tonight, you're done. So to me, this is one. I think this is a Steph game. So if they lose tonight, you think this is where the dynasty comes to an yeah, end? Yeah, it's over. You're not coming back on this Laker team. Because just, I think this roster, and when I say dynasty over, Draymond or Clay are going. One of the two is going. Yeah, I, I, I think that the Warriors, as you know it, will end at whenever this season ends, whether they win a championship or they lose in this series. Okay. I am going to take the Lakers to win. Until I see until I see Golden State win on the road, I just can't put my ducats on. You've on, seen it, though. I haven't seen it. Not in L.A., I haven't seen it. I, I, I think I think that, the, that Crypto.com is a hell of a lot different than Beam Team. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that Arco Arena, not anymore Arco Arena, Golden One Center is phenomenal. It's loud. I don't think it's anywhere near as, as difficult to play in as Crypto.com when the Lakers are, are rolling. Uh-huh. I think that Crypto is a... It's odd because all we hear about is, oh, celebrities and, you know, Chris, you know, what's his name? Paul and the singer lady. The British singer lady from Adele. Adele. And I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. I think my brain's falling. LeBron's high school friend, the agent guy. Rich Paul. Thank you. Rich Paul and Adele sucking face on the bench. Yeah. I think it's become a far more intimidating joint than that. And I think it's a very difficult place to win. So I'm going to take the Lakers in the over. Because I do think it's going to be a shootout. Mm -hmm. 
I do. Jansen says uh, Lakers in five, Heat in six. Okay. Uh, Gonzaga, Eddie Stoss says. I like it. I like Uh, Gonzaga. Jansen, I know we are on basketball talk, but do you have uh, your Cubs beating the cards today? Jansen? Dude. Like, why don't you just get a hot poker and... You're a douche. I do love the fact that... Just take a dice at AC, okay? Just relax. I do love the fact that Wilson Contreras is an absolute disaster for the Cardinals. Mm -mm. Sorry. That was... The Cardinals will win because Marcus Stroman is an absolute overrated dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Stroman guy, so there you have that. Uh, but that's just me. Um, Greg Romano, Peter, Paul, and the lady, Mary. Thank you. I guess. I mean, I, I you know. I lost my mind. Uh, Boyd Lake, I'm going with the Splash Brothers. Thank you. Tanner Plumer says, uh, I'm taking the Lakers to win by five tonight. I you like just it. have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. Uh, Mike Rochburns. Oh, I'm sorry. Mike Rochburns. His cock. Uh, golfing this weekend. I need a dick. Hugh Janus. Why? Why would you ask me? You got? Is it just poke the fat ass today? Is that Holden what this Middick. is? Oh, hey, it's Monday. Time to poke the fat ass. Hey, buddy, how was golf this weekend? <laughs> hey. Okay, fuck you. How's that? Buddy, okay. If you're just tuning in, I asked the best teaching professional in Utah, Darren Ingram, today up at Canyons Golf. I said to him, hey, man, I heard if you snap your driver in half that you'll hit more fairways. And he's like, yeah, because you won't be using that effing club. My fucking ass. Can I get an over-under in the comment section? (sighs) On how many times good old Monty here is going to throw his pitching wedge back to the cart? I I did that one time like a week ago, and I didn't throw it. I just... (laughs) Yeah, you just ejected it from your hand. Same thing. Hey, look at me. Jerk. Uh, Boyd Lake, Splash Brothers and the Strohs. Okay, you lost the Strohs. Yeah, I should have stopped at Splash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel, I don't trust AD to be consistent tonight. I have the Warriors winning. That's a great point. Great point. Wayman says uh, Warriors by three. Damn, I'm, you're usually right. Outside the view, I'm tired of the whole cancel culture for comments not intended as slurs. What Bob Huggins oh, wow. said was man. a slur. Boy, dude, if he didn't, I mean, man, can, I just, can I just drop, uh, if I didn't mean it or intend it, maybe I could just drop end bombs all wait, over the wait, program. So bro. you're saying what Bob Huggins said? <laughs> bro. <laughs> that was a great joke you know what he's joking that must have been a great joke stop it stop it um gabriel i have it at a solid 14 and a half okay i mean that's a little high for me but you know you know lee jensen what's up lee it's curry's turn to come back from a 3-1 lead we'll see Riley O'Brien, if Victor... Stop. We don't say Riley, those words. Riley, please. Travis Bird is listening to the show. We cannot say Victor Van Binyama on the show. We <laughs> if, if Victor Wamben, your mama, saw Travis Bird, he'd ask for a pick with Travis. He would. Never. Um, CJ Vance, go Dubs. My guys in the Bay Area hopefully enjoy four games tonight. Yeah, right. Uh, Mike Rochburn gives us a $2 tip for golf lessons. Thank you. I need that. I need that. 
desperately, I need that. You have no idea. The Monty Show, uh, as always, is presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, the best in the business. Every time you hear it, bbqpitstop.com. Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, of course they've got the best equipment because that's who they are. Barbecue Pit Stop, the best equipment in the business. You want to talk about accessories like tongs, aprons, covers for your smokers, ground mats, you name it, they've got it. You want to talk about rubs, spices, seasonings, sauces, they've got it. But you know what Barbecue Pit Stop has more than anybody else? It doesn't matter the store, whether it is, you know, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, brand new store in Payson, brand new store in St. George, a beautiful store across from the mall on State Street in Murray. They've got the guys. They've got the dudes who know about smokers, who know about recipes, who know how to make briskets, who know how to make chops, steaks, burgers, you name it. They've got it. Barbecue Pit Stop, the best in the business. BBQPitStop.com. Chat with them online right now. Tell them you heard about them on the Monty Show. Tell them you want an Ironwood 885. That's when I'm the, the, the number one trigger in the world. Ironwood 885. I love that thing. I have it in my backyard. Jake wanted to go to a big box store. I said, no. What a stupid son of a bitch. Why would I shop at a big box store when I can go local with the entrepreneurs? Because each one of the barbecue pit stops is independently owned and operated. Shop small business. Support local business. Support the small guy. Barbecue pit stop. BBQpitstop.com. Uh, Gary says West Virginia is going to be a taller Exum or o- Victor Wambanyama. Why did I say West Virginia? Victor Wambanyama is going to be a taller Exum or Odin. He's just a hack. Hope not. Uh, Jet Wayman gives us a $3 super sticker for golf lessons. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Marlon Shaw, who gave us 10 memberships earlier. Marlon, thank you. Give Monty some slack. He's had to work with an undersized driver his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Like, see, because you're undersized and you're my driver. Can you measure it? Oh, man. Can you measure it? Because he certainly, that wasn't, hey, man, I were inside. Admittedly, so God borned me with. (laughs) Excellent strategy, sir. You know. Not all of us are getting, I wear a size 15 shoe that has nothing to do with my phallic symbol. How the fuck else would you do this job? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tweezers and a micro, micro. Good, a magnifying glass and just watch out no, where the sun's, well, with your wife. sun's coming through the window. It hits that magnifying glass at the um, right end. You know, um, um, it's only the size of an ant. That thing will be um, gone, like gone. <laughs> Kitty cat juices is not all over the place. Uh, Riley O'Brien, Victor Wamben Mama. <laughs> That's right. Jansen. Victor Wambangin' Mamas. I believe that's the proper spelling, too. What now? Let me tell that's you right. what now. That's right. Just say Volkswagen. I should. I should, Kurt Myers. How are you? Uh, hey, Greg Hawkins. Greg Hawkins had his pregnant wife put out a Monty Show shirt. Yeah, he did. And he posted hey it. Appreciate that, Greg. My guy. My guy. That should get you into the RSL match just for doing that. Although you'll probably have a baby by then, so you won't be able to. Yeah, enjoy your not life. Um, <laughs> probably a little too much. A little too much. Uh, Delaric, Victor Wambanyama is the next NBA bust. Agreed. 
Tanner, dang, do we need to have some ED commercials on the show now? <laughs> wow. Bro. Wow. Uh, Big Jack 512, moving on. Jansen. Hey, Monty, was so powerful in heaven, God had to make him terrible at something, and it just so happens to be his penis. Oh, I mean, in golf. God's name, image, and likeness. See, that was kind of a slip of the tongue, right? I mean, that wasn't... I mean, you're no Bob Huggins, but you'll do. But I'll do. But you'll do. Right. Yeah. I'm not terrible at golf. You know what? Ha- Sunday, I wanted to play. I wanted to play 27. Jake wanted to play 18. 18 damn near killed me. Felt terrible, dude. <laughs> <laughs> killed him and Dan near wrecked him. Stay hard. Um, I just did not. Uh, Sunday, the first nine Sunday were the worst nine I think I've ever played. I think Dude I rolls shot 43. Up to hole one. Dude rolls up to hole one. He's like, all right, I'm going to have a good round. Things are going no. good. Well, tell him what really happened, asshole. What Jake's like, hey, on these irons, we got to tee him real low, bro. Like on, on the ground. You shouldn't be teeing it up like a driver there, Look, slick. Hey, Tony Finau, right He's on right the grass. Dude. Yeah, he, dude. Gator up. Let's go. Get right on the right on the turf. Hey y'all. Yeah, you can pull the gut out of the way. Get down real low. So what happened? What do you think happened? Water about seventy-five yards in front of me on a hundred and ten-yard hole. <laughs> First fucking swing of the day. Where do you think that ball went? You're so fucked. In the hole, right? No, in the water. It's in the hole. <laughs> yeah. So uh, did I rehit? No. I went and fetched my ball out of the river. Did I fall in the river and look like, you know, Simba the whale ass? <laughs> Did I get soaking what wet in, in 40 degree temperature? Actually, I didn't fall in. I and couldn't get my ball out. By the river. First swing, lost my first ball on Sunday. <laughs> and it only got worse. Dude. Fucking asshole. I want to no. live in a van down hey. by the river. Tee it real low, buddy. Real low in the valley, You're chops. supposed to tee it low, dude. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Asshole. No, what? you're not. What do you mean? You're fired. Jack Wagon. You are, you are fired. Well, terrible run. Terrible caddy. Maybe, terrible. maybe me and Bobby Poo can hang out since we both got fired today. So then I, I went on the other side of the creek. I hit an approach shot. Do you think that approach shot went on the green? It <laughs> no. did, thankfully. It did. <laughs> it did. It did, actually. It did. Did I make the putt? No, of course not. You know what happened? So wait, let me let me run it down. Like it's a par three, right? First stroke in the river. Okay, so now I'm lying two. Second shot on the green. Overshot it a little bit, but that's fine, right? Because I've only got about a twelve or fifteen foot putt. The first putt, right up to the hole, right? Whoop, whoop, right around the hole and out. Do you view this season as a failure? <laughs> Par three, I took a five. <laughs> Next hole, par three, raised tee box. Nice, magi- see, because I didn't tee it real low this time. <laughs> Pitching wedge, teed up a little bit. Ball goes right up into the air, left, because everything is left right now. <laughs> Hits off the, there's a berm, right? Yeah. There's a berm behind the second hole. Right. Berm. Right. Hits the left berm, darts to the right. Do you think it stayed on the green? Not only did it not stay, and it was pin high. Not only did it not stay on the green, it shot up in a diagonal across the green to the furthest point so that I could so that I could be as far away from the KY when they went bohica on me because the ball rolled way over there. Let's go somewhere. Now, the good news is... 
The good news is Tiny Tim is actually good with the pitching wedge, right? No, not today. Not today. Here's the game plan. Oh, you're not dying today, sir. You have another 17 holes of misery left. So we get done with 18 and I'm shot a 41 on a par 33. Jerko over here shoots a 38 best round of his entire life. Best. By the way, on that first hole where I was in the river and then couldn't putt to save my freaking left nut, what did he do? He literally tees off, hits the flagstick. Rolls about 12 foot past. Yeah. Thankfully, he can't putt to save his own children. Do you know what that's like these days? Okay, I feel bad, better. My iron game is good. I'm happy with it, bro. Your iron game's phenomenal. Uh, Marlon Shaw, what's the early prediction for the Jazz offseason? God, do we have to start already? Probably a two over 16. Dude, bro, yeah. do we have to start already? Monty Rant says golf is a mental game. Greg Hawkins, Jake is right. Don't tee up your irons. That's what I'm Greg, saying, I dude. will. I <laughs> bro, swear thank to you, God. Greg. I swear to God. Buddy wants to tee this thing up to the freaking moon, and I'm it's like, not hey, bro. It's teeing it up to the moon. It's, it's getting it off. He's like, oh, it's got to be right there on the turf. Now, the rest of the day when I teed up my irons, everything was fine. I actually tee up, I hit. Iron off the box, pretty good. Yeah. The problem is I cannot hit driver or or three wood. The problem just, is just don't even bring them out the car, man. So here's the problem: leave them in the back. You'll you'll of, hit, in you'll the miss back it. of the, the 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 ride, man. Don't even what bring them must? out. The problem is, is that you'll get all pissed off with your game, and then I'll hit a good shot, and you're like, "Yeah, see, you know what you're doing. I can't even hit one good shot." And it's like, "All right, dude." And then you're like, "Hey, hey, you know how to hit your damn irons." Why don't you give me a tip or two? It's like, well, I told you to tee it up low, and you didn't like that. And then you no, know, I didn't. I so you. I teed it like the irons aren't my problem. I'm actually hitting irons really well. Saturday, I hit so a, good. I hit a. Well, yesterday, <laughs> fuck uh, that first round. You want to hear how bad my first round was? Going nuke, dude. Fifth hole, <laughs> three hundred and seventy yards. Beautiful hole, right? Of course, I popped. I, 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 I shanked my driver. Yeah, I, I can't hit driver. Either, I've got to learn to hit driver. So I, I think I've got 200 to the hole. So I'm going to pull out a seven, an easy seven, right? It's really windy. Right. You pull out an easy seven. I was like, seven or eight? It's really windy. I think I'm going to... And wind seven. was in your face, correct? Yes, yeah, so it was blowing in my face. So I'm yeah. like, all right, a seven. I hit that seven like 255 off the back wall. <laughs> and I hit it. And I and as, you know when you hit a ball, you're pure an iron shot, and you're like, oh fuck, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, dude, that's over the wall, and then it just goes, <laughs> like it hit the back wall. Does it roll over up the berm and onto the green? No, I doubt that. No, 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 no I guess not. <laughs> no, no. So did I walk? I walk over it. It's about a 35 foot shot to the green. Okay, so at that point, you're like, all right, cool. I'm in a decent position Pitching here. Pitching wedge. I pitch really well. Yeah, he does actually pitch really well. Yeah. Pitch really well. Yeah. Hit it. Short. I thought the, the hill slope was right at the green. It wasn't. Are we clear on that? That thing. Uh, Greg says, who uses an iron to go 110 yards? I usually, that's mean? a pitching wedge. Why would you not use an iron, dude? Yeah, well, I don't know. Are, and I, are you calling? I mean, are, yeah, are you saying a wedge, wedge is, is not, not an, an iron, iron? I guess. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Myers, golf is a horrible waste of a rifle range. No, it's not. Actually, I love it. Breaking news: Iowa State is under investigation. They should be. It's Iowa. Like, how did you get anybody to go there? 
Um, well Jansen, said. the hole is in the water. <laughs> exactly. Well, apparent, dude, I hit a hybrid yesterday. Dude. I got every inch of that hybrid. And man, when it hit the water. That was Splash Mountain, bro. Damn right, a fish is dead because of me today. Sebasta, golf is a good walk spoiled, Mark Twain. Seriously. 8,000 steps. Gary, uh, did homie just call a creek a crick? I did. Because it's not really a creek, it's a crick. Concept, you and your sticky fingers probably find hard to grasp. Maury Alvarez, Monty couldn't fall in. He would empty the river if he fell in. Bro, chill, dude. Chill. Thank you. Thank you. Big Jack, you're so you're saying you rim the hole <laughs> all the way around, nice and easy. Yeah. The quick is the crick is near the worst. Exactly. Yeah, with water in it. Jansen, breaking news: CP3 ruled out due to groin injury. Hey. Guess what? Speaking of water, water's wet and CP3's out. What do you know? Uh, CJ Vance, man, golf Saturday was rough. Didn't play well and ran into the downpour. Oh damn! Where we did you play, bro? Yeah, we dodged the raindrops. I actually, the second nine was all right. I shot a forty. I shot a forty-one and a forty. You know what the problem is? Is that I'm trying to go out there, yes, to get better, but I really do enjoy just being out on the course. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. The first nine was not fun for me. The first nine was not fun for me. Yeah. It, it was not. And anyway, Travis Bird, I bet you Victor is the best golfer in French. Okay. No, that's actually not what it, what best golfer in French means, sir. You know. Thank you. That's not you. what that means. Uh, investigation for student athlete gambling. Uh, oh, is that what that is? I didn't see the investigation. It, it's just pop. Go play intramurals, brother. So it's fine. Okay. You know, ooh, uh, Golden State Warriors are uh, updating their lineup uh, against the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Gary Payton II in the starting lineup for game four. Ooh, It'll be Curry, Payton, Thompson, Wiggins, and Green. Really? See, and I hate that because Draymond does not make Anthony Davis work on defense. So the first quarter of that game very well may be decided right there. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Um, are you guys, what do you guys make of gambling in, what do you guys make of gambling in college sports? Because you, you guys know about the Alabama baseball scandal, right? Right, right. So Stuart Mandel, the University of Iowa announces 26 current athletes across several sports are being investigated in regards to gambling allegations. This on top of similar announcement at Iowa State. <laughs> <coughs> so you have the entire state of Iowa <laughs> in trouble for gambling. Yeah. Iowa State Athletics said Iowa State University and its Department of Intercollegiate Athletics is aware of online sports wagering allegations involving 15 of our student athletes from sports of football, wrestling, track, and field. The university has notified the NCAA and will take the appropriate actions. What do you guys make of this whole thing? Because here, here's the question that I have. Are we really believing? Because I think the Alabama baseball scandal is very different. Right. Okay. I think the Alabama baseball scandal is a coach that, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. Yeah. I think he's a gambling degenerate. Yeah. I think that when you look at the baseball, and if you didn't hear about Alabama, the Alabama baseball coach who's now been terminated allegedly had a person on a phone at the baseball stadium in Cincinnati 
the baseball stadium in Cincinnati. Great American Great Ballpark. Great American Ballpark. Yeah. God, dog, where's yeah. my memory? Great American Ballpark. The baseball coach at Alabama had somebody at the Great American Ballpark. There's a sports book inside. And he was on the phone with that person placing bets. Right. So one of the watchdogs in, in sports gambling got wind of that and terminated all betting against or for Alabama baseball. Fucking A. The coach was fired. But now we have athletes at Iowa and Iowa State allegedly gambling online. Should gambling by college athletes be banned totally? Yeah. I think if you're competing in... in I think if you're a competitive athlete, you cannot be gambling. Yeah, here's my issue. We're good with NIL, right? And I'm good with NIL. I don't even have mm-hmm. an issue with it. I think these, these, these guys and gals should be able to earn as much money as they possibly can, uh, especially when you consider that most of them don't go to the next level. My problem comes in, though, when they either use that money or somehow obtain money on that level to then go and gamble it. I, I think that, that NIL is enabling people. And, and I'm not saying that these guys specifically used NIL money, but I think we're going to see more problems like this because, because as more money comes around... Shouldn't they be able to do what they want with their money? Uh, not while you're active in a sports And program. if you're a football player, can you bet on baseball? No. Because this is the Detroit Lions scandal. You have in, you have inside information, dude. No. So you should not be able to bet. So can a college football player bet on a an NFL game? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So if you're in college, you cannot bet on college sports. I uh, no. What I would say is, if you're in college and you're on the football team, you can't bet on the baseball team at your same school. If you want to bet on a baseball team at another school, hey, you may still have inside information. But I think that we can safely say it's much more difficult to get that inside information unless you know people. Yeah. But that's but to be honest with you, I feel like that's kind of how the world goes around, right? Like you know people in different areas and you're gonna try and leverage that relationship to gamble because it's not it's you know, it's not speeding if you don't get caught, right? Like that's just the reality of our world. And so this Alabama baseball coach was like, Oh yeah, I'm not gonna get caught, but you got caught. So my point here is that it's going to be difficult to say to the entire collegiate athletic system, hey, you can't gamble. They may well do that. It's going to be tough to police that. Yeah, it's going to be tough to police that. It's kind of my point. But I think if you said, hey, if you're, you can't bet on any, whether you're an athlete or not, you can't bet on anything at your school. If you want to bet on a school across the street, great. But you can't do it at your school. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's a very interesting problem. And obviously, there are loopholes with both, right? I mean, obviously, if your best friend, you know, if you're a Texas and your best friend goes to A&M, obviously, you have an advantage there. But again, just like you said, I don't know how you police that. That's the problem. So it's yeah. like, it's one of those deals where it's like you take it away completely or, you know, you understand that a lot of people that go to college are are over 18, are well-grown-ass adults. Like I, I, I just, again, go back to this whole thing where we'll let... We'll let dudes with mental issues have guns because yeah. that's a Second Amendment. We won't let women make decisions on their body. And we won't let most of the country gamble legally on sports. And I, I like it, if it's free, be free. But why can we buy cigarettes? Why can we buy alcohol? Because that stuff supposedly kills you. Yeah. But you can't bet on sports. Yeah, you I can't mean- watch porn. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's weird to me that we don't have a definition of what freedom is. And my point is, I agree. If you're a competitive athlete, if you're in college, you should not be able to bet on college. If you're in the NFL, bet on anything you want, but professional football. And you can't do it in our facilities. Totally agree with that. But 
why are we, we're trying to be so restrictive and I just don't, it, it really, it bothers me. Well, the gambling thing, in my opinion, is gambling good for you? I don't know. I don't have a problem with gambling. I don't have a problem with gambling. Yeah. But you have an addiction problem, so I can't gamble. That's that's what this comes down to. And the hard part for me is I, I just don't, I don't understand why other people's deficiencies are reasons for me not to have my freedoms. Yeah, well, I think it's it's one of these things where it's like we want to create policy out of out of convenience, right? So we want to we want to be it, it it kind of works one of two ways in this country, right? So if it's in the constitution, you know, if it's an amendment, if it's if it's been on paper for a couple hundred years, we're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Amber Spencer the Baitress. Wow, nice update yeah, of where the, the hell have you thumbnail. been? Where do you think what you think you can just leave and then come back? Is that An- how Amber this works? doesn't Amber doesn't like us anymore. Jim. No, she doesn't. I mean, you wouldn't bake the cake for the big five oh. Now you think you can leave the program for months on end. And then she teases me with these little delectable macaroons <coughs> for my birthday. <coughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Who do you think you are? By the Hi, way, Amber, Amber good do, to see you. Do you do you and the husband golf or what's the deal? You I don't golf. I don't golf. Good to see you, Amber. Uh, Ryan Fair says, uh, gambling on games you're a part of is different than, uh, games you have nothing to do with. How does an Alabama player betting on Mizzou, Kansas matter? I agree with your that. best, your high school best friend is telling you that their best pitcher is this, or like, I, I think if you're a baseball player, you can't bet baseball. But I think what we want to do with gambling specifically, well, really, I think what we want to do, I guess, generally is we want to do this whole thing where we're like, all right. We want to. We want freedom, right? There's this old. I think it was Denzel who rolled this saying out. Might have been. Might have been someone else. I don't know. But it's this old saying where it's like, "Hey, you know, when you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud too, right?" Yeah, so you if do. It's like, hey, if you want freedom, you got to deal with people killing themselves. Yeah, if you, you want, do. If you want freedom, yeah, you, you got to deal with the Alabama coach getting in trouble and getting fired. It's it. The, the problem here is not gambling or 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 guns themselves. The problem is choice. The problem is that we choose regularly in this country to go with the convenient route, the comfortable route. So with guns, it's like, oh yeah, it's second amendment no, right. It's We're not, not even anything. comfortable. We wanna we wanna punish everybody for the sins of a few. Yeah. Right? Like so this guy gambled, the Alabama baseball coach gambled, gambling is banned across the country. That's the kind of thinking a lot of people have, and I just don't think you can do it. By the way, Amber made a good point that a lot of people have made. How dare you wear a white shirt? Dude. She also says, oh, my God, stop. Uh, and she said, well, Monty, you owe me golf passes. Do I really owe you golf passes? I, I probably do. Uh, Travis Bird, Amber is awesome. Um, Greg Hawkins says student athletes would just have their friends make the bets for them. I think they would. But okay, so I think, I think they this would. Is a fascinating point. So the the hey, you go to this school and your friends at another school. You know, you're going to Oregon and your friends at Alabama. Yes, and you want to bet on an Alabama this or that. I think that's just how the world goes round, dude. You, you you really think that that insider trading doesn't happen every day? You really think that insider gambling doesn't happen every day? I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, isn't that that concept hey those who have information like it goes back to the age old the, the age old hey those who could read were in power those who could not were not in power so let's That's make right. sure those folks can't read and we can right like it's that yep. age-old concept and i think uh, again i just have trouble with the idea of banning the entire country but we we want to do that because we don't we don't want to admit that hey yeah you know man i go to oregon and damn I might make a lot of money on Alabama football because I have insider information. Like, 
It, I mean, it's just how the world but that's works. But that's Gary's point, and this is what I said last week. So gambling is bad, but we have politicians who can trade using special information. Yes. That's yes, a problem. Yes, that's how our country works. Correct. <laughs> Amber, I'm totally breaking balls. Okay, that's probably wrong. Uh, Dude, Amber, I'm totally you kidding chill with you. Out, okay? She says, remember, I won him at the party. You did. He's just a hack. Yeah, absolutely you did. By the way, Canyons Golf opens... The 26th of May? Uh, tentatively, the first nine holes of the course will open on the 26th. There's and so much snow up there. Though. Yeah, the problem is, is that the course, the back nine, I talked to my boy Darren up at Canyons today. Apparently, the back nine is still covered, and he he quite literally said like four feet of snow. Dude. So they're working on trying to open the whole course the 2nd of June, uh, but he said that's very tentative. So we will have more information as that as that rolls along. Yep. Uh, Amber says you're killing me, Smalls. Oh, no. Don't die. I have more graphic design you need to do. <laughs> okay. I don't get down like that. That was probably the wrong way to go. Uh, real quick, uh, Rodney asked me if we were serious about Amazon being out. Yeah, we were told by a source last week that Amazon is no longer bidding on Pac-12 rights. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think the Pac-12 thing took that Washington State interview, and if you missed it, go back to the beginning of the show. It's embarrassing. It's, yeah, it totally is. I know, Risa. Fat Jesus says you owe me golf passes uh, too because I'm awesome. There you go. Here I am. I, I have to remember I've only been back to playing golf for like three weeks. Yeah, and it's. I think I'm being helped significantly by my PXGs because the the it, difference is astonishing, dude. Yeah, the clubs are freaking phenomenal. We need to get to our guy. Yeah, Garrett. Garrett, Garrett, the, <clears throat> we need to get to Garrett at PXG because Garrett does fittings. Two minutes on PXG clubs, right? So the first time when, when you got your clubs, the first time, because if you remember, he got his PXG clubs and we very much intentionally bought a set of Strata, $300 we Strata Golf We bought the clubs. cheapest Strata Golf clubs we could find on, on Amazon the reason, because we yeah. wanted to compare. Yeah. High, the best of the best at PXG versus a pretty crappy club. The worst of the worst, and the 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 difference is astonishing. And I, I maintain that now having swung both and mostly swung the Strata versus the PXG, I maintain the club face isn't necessarily the most important. I maintain the shaft you use is the most important thing because when I swing that PXG that has a graphite shaft instead of a steel shaft, the difference is ridiculous, dude. And I think you hit your irons much better than I hit my irons. Yeah. And I am routinely 20, 30 yards longer than you. Yeah. I mean, it's not. And I'm a bigger guy. I'm a stronger guy. And now that I'm losing weight and being in better shape and being more fit, like, I mean, I, I just think that I am, I'm in an advantage physically. And now I have superior equipment. And there are times like that story you told, and, all, and I know we were giving you a bunch of junk about it, but that that thing with the seven iron hitting that thing like 225, 250, like, dude, like, that's real, bro. Like, I watched that happen, and, and that's not a fluke. Like, like we The both... nine iron on Saturday. I was about 100 and... It's like 140-ish. No, yeah, probably some, I don't, something more than that. It was, it was... It was Probably pushing 200 because that hole's 330. Number seven is 330, I think. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm about 200 yards out. I sliced a driver into the next fairway. And the wind was, again, in my face. So I didn't want to hit a pitching wedge because I can usually anything about 150 and in, I'm hitting a pitching wedge. So I picked up my nine iron from the middle of the fairway. 
And there were about 10 people watching me hit this ball. So it was a little unnerving. But um, I hit a pitching wedge dead about two holes before that. So I was really struggling. Pitching wedge or nine? Pitching wedge or nine? Wind was in my face, so I took a nine. And I hit that nine. And that ball just exploded off the face of that club, yeah. rolled within seven feet. Yeah, dude. Like it was, it, it, when you hit that club the right way, dude, that thing just. Yeah, pop, dude. Big time pop. Rolls. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and again, I will also say like the, 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 I, the only PXG club I don't use is the Scotty Cameron Newport putter. And I'm telling you, I have a Scotty Cameron Newport 2 with a super stroke grip on it. It is incredible. But you're using right now Mrs. Monty's putter. Odyssey. Which is a, 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 a white hot Odyssey. And it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's the, a great putter. The equipment makes all the difference in the world. That said, if you suck at golf, you're still going to shank. You are. Gonna but shank. there's nothing more enjoyable for me. And the other thing about your clubs, too, is that you put, when you order them, you uh, extended them half an inch. Yes. Which makes a massive difference. Yeah. And I and I really feel like a lot of the issues I run into is because the clubs are shorter. And so I have to reach sometimes. And then I overreach and it just jacks me up. I have got to learn how to hit a driver. Yeah. Because I'm crushing my... Everybody who DM'd me and told me to get a, a hybrid, phenomenal. I, I Jake hates the hybrid. I love it. Um, I have a, hi, a, a hybrid that... The only... I have six, seven, eight, nine pitching wedge gap wedge in my bag. Um, and I use a hybrid for everything below that. And it, the hybrid just, boy, you catch that ball. It eats. And the ball just, I bet you I can hit that hybrid. Yeah, probably 250, 240. I think so. Comfortably. If you get it. Yeah, if I get it. Comfortably. Yeah. The problem is right now, like, I'll hit my, I'll hit my, my driver when I hit it right. I'll hit the driver 325. I hit it wrong, and it's usually... I don't slice a whole lot. My biggest problem is every I'm I'm pulling everything. Yeah. So anyway, there's my golf game update. Right. Because everybody's asking how my golf game is. Everything's good. I've, I'm very comfortable with my p pitching right now. I'm pitching very well. Uh, I think I'm I'm really working on my lag putting because I am a big believer that you should never more than two putt ever. It's going to happen. But you know, I I just cannot hit my driver to save my life. No, I just, I really struggle oui. with it. Really struggle with it. Uh, Greg says hybrids are so forgiving compared to irons, but see, that's my struggle. If you handed me, I used to, I have never been able to hit long irons. Never. It's just always been a struggle for me, but now I kind of wish, and I'll probably add some long irons to my bag, frankly, uh, because if I had like a, a you know, if I had like three, four, five, I probably would hit them occasionally. But that hybrid, dude, if once I get that tuned, forget it. Because right now, I tend to top it a little bit if it's sitting on the turf, right? And if it's not up, if I have like a flat turf or a bad lie, I got to use an iron. Yeah. I am terrible at hitting it off the deck. You know, um, let's see. C. Kaufman says that is more likely for UNC. Okay. Okay. Jansen said hybrids are amazing. Uh, Matthew says I'm a UNC fan, so I would rather see us go to the Big Ten anyway. I don't, I don't think you're getting to the Big Ten, dude. Jim Choi says driver's all about your grip. 
Sebesta says a good way to hit a driver is not to use your blinker or rear view mirror. There you go. You just run them over. Dude, I almost got crushed yesterday. That was not crushed. We were going about 30 down a street, and this lady in her little Honda Odyssey just pulled out and, and almost hit us. I was not happy about that. San Diego State says, I hit my 7-iron like 200 yards with a crappy 20 clubs. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't, you know, that's one of the other things that's interesting. I very much play my irons by feel and condition. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just a matter of what's the wind doing? Where am I? What's my lie look like? What's my angle into the green look like? Am I in the fairway? Saturday, I hit, I hit seven out of nine greens in regulation. Mm-hmm. Sunday, I hit one in regulation. Yeah. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal yesterday. I did not help myself at all. At all. Um, watching the Miami-New York game. Miami's got a uh, 12-7 lead. Uh, this is going to be a very tight game because these two teams are very well matched. Mm-hmm. And I just think the Miami Heat are, are just, they're so good defensively. And Tom Thibodeau takes an early timeout. 8.06 to go, 12-7 in the first quarter. Uh, there, we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, truck Stop Gumby as Monty's golf game turns. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State says 20-year-old clubs. Greg Hawkins says that's pretty far. My seven only goes 160. Dude, that seven I hit yesterday I think was an easy 200 This is This is least. another fight we have, though. Swinging as hard as you can every time. How many of us swing as hard as we can every time? I think it depends on the situation. Yeah. And in the club you're playing and the wind. Again, I'm a big believer that if if, if you're holding a wedge, one of your wedges... If you're holding a gap or a pitching wedge, you have to. There's a very different story. If you're holding a nine iron, and you're 150 yards out, 200, you know, anything under 170. Yeah. If I'm at 200, I'm probably hitting you. You hit your six exceptionally well. Yeah. So if we're at 200 yards, I'm probably hitting a six or a seven. Under 200, I'm hitting an eight or a nine. Mm-hmm. I think under 120, I'm hitting a pitching wedge because I like to swing the club. I don't like to have to think how hard I swing my club. Right. So, yeah. you know, like, but I also know that I don't hit the ball well. I, I, like, I, I have been really tracking my ball striking. And the funny thing is, I'm hitting the driver right in the prime spot of the driver. And so the ball's exploding off the face, but I have no control over it. Yeah. None whatsoever. I have no control over the driver at all. At all. Yeah. Um, by the way, real quick, where are you guys at on this Jackson Mahomes situation? Hmm. Have you guys seen this thing? So we talked about this when it happened. Was this a Super Bowl thing? This was around back the Super then, Bowl. Yeah, it was back around then. Several months ago, Jackson Mahomes, who is the brother of Patrick Mahomes, you're watching him forcibly kiss a woman. And she, you can see she is trying to get him to stop. That's the first incident. And you're going to see that he comes back. And there is another incident here as this plays out. And Jackson Mahomes right here does it again. And you can see she immediately pushes him off. Yeah. And Jackson Mahomes has now been charged for this. Yeah. Arrested and charged with sexual assault over this incident which this woman says was uninvited and unwelcomed. And it's amazing to me that Brittany Mahomes, who is Patrick's 
wife, this is Patrick's brother, Jackson, is blaming the media for this. She's saying that everybody is unfairly judging Jackson Mahomes for this. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. You guys look at the video and you tell me. Does this look like a consensual kiss to you? The defendants of Jackson Mahomes are saying that, hey, you know, they're both drinking, like, you know, things got kind of heated or whatever. Things got, you know, turned but up look, a little bit. He and, grabs her by the throat, yeah, man. And, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't just I don't know. I have a lot of trouble with that because it's like, hey, you're in you're in clearly a public place. Like, not a good look, dude. Just not a good look. Yeah, not a good look at all. Uh, by the way, something to keep an eye on. R.J. Barrett is injured in this game. He was trying to guard Vincent for Miami and limped away. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. The Knicks are, I think the Knicks are in trouble. He, the Knicks are in real trouble because Julius Randle continues to be not a great player. And now you can clearly see R.J. Barrett is limping around. R.J. Barrett does not look comfortable. Yeah. So this is going to take some doing for the Knicks to to win this game. And I don't know how they do it because Vincent is having his way. Uh, Adebayo is dominating in the pick and roll. Jimmy Butler is is being doubled and tripled. Like, I just think the Knicks are, are in over their skis. But we'll see. I, I don't know exactly. Yeah. Man, their defense is good, though. I'll stop watching the game. I'm sorry. Uh, but what do you guys make of this? Like, this feels like Jackson Mahomes attacked that girl. Yeah. Like, he grabbed her by the throat and forcibly kissed her. I don't I, I don't see, see a defense why, for yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't know why this is controversial. I mean, again, as I always say with the NFL, and this is the NFL, if it's on tape, you're done. If it's not on tape, you're good to go. You'll be back next season. Yeah. And this is on tape. That's I exactly right. I him to be done for a while. Yeah. Renee says, dude is a creep. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, yikes. And he's a weird guy to begin with. He is absolutely riding Patrick's coattails, which I don't have a problem with. Your brother is an MVP, Super Bowl champions. Like, uh, hey, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, dude, what are we doing? What are we doing with this? Uh, Gre- uh, San Diego State. Glenn says, my 7-3 and three irons, I'm confident hitting them um, with, the li- with, with a little tough, though. With a little thought? I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, Giggity, Jackson Mahomes needs to disappear. He does. Yeah. Um, There is nothing normal of Pat Mahomes' family. No, there is not. No, there's not. Uh, Mike Smith, that guy has watched too many old John Wayne movies thinking it's okay to just grab a lady and kiss them against their will. Dude. Not cool. And it's, it's not even that he wrapped his arms around her. Look at him put his hand on her throat. That's the, look again, the first move he makes right for her throat. Like, that's scary, dude. Yeah. That is scary to me. It's kind of incredible to me how calm she stayed in the whole thing. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Uh, Real quick, uh, 15-9, to go in the first quarter with the Knicks. Um, I want to talk about, before we get to plant-based burgers, I want to talk about the metaverse. Because we've actually argued about the metaverse big time on this show. Uh Uh-huh. For those of you that remember, the metaverse is Mark Zuckerberg's fake, not real existence joint. Mm -hmm. And you were able to buy a ton of real estate in the metaverse. You you were neighbors. Right. You were neighbors with Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. And there were games to be played in the metaverse and neighborhoods. 
And by some accounts, the maximum people that Facebook ever had using the metaverse was 300 people on the metaverse at one time. Right. Now, Facebook says it was 8,000, but watchdog groups say that it was 300. And now Facebook has stopped investing in the metaverse altogether. There will be no new funding. There will be no new development. Mark Zuckerberg and his team are fully focused on AI. Waves in opposition. Is the metaverse dead? Yeah, I just don't think it was ever alive. I think I think that the people who have the money, Zuckerberg, tried to try to bring it to life, and it just didn't work. Three hundred billion dollars worth of tried to bring it to life. Yeah, I mean a belief. You know, one of the most powerful things in the world is an idea. You know, is the three hundred billion dollars. Yeah, they yes. spent. I said three hundred billion dollars. They spent. Yes, that's insanity. On something that's not real. It's not real. Yeah. And people were, I I don't understand it. And I I need help with this because they're trying to compare it. They are trying to compare it to, you know, the the game we used to play where you drop into the Fortnite. Where is my recall memory today? They're trying to compare it to Fortnite. Yeah. And saying, oh, it's just like Fortnite. It's a fantasy world. It's not, though. Fortnite didn't cost $300 billion. Yeah, and I think the thing that's really interesting is, and it's going around Instagram right now, there's a video that talks about, I can't remember the name of the game they've just, they didn't come out with it yet, they're building it, but there's a game they're building, a video game, mm-hmm. where where they're using AI to bring a certain level of consciousness to the characters. So, like, one of the creators was like, hey, what we're trying to do here." is we're trying to bring a level of consciousness to this game where some of the characters in the game will be like, hey, like, how are we created? Or like, how did this happen? Or like, start starting to ask questions that humans would ask to make the game more real. And I think I, we're just fascinated. We are so gripped by the idea of creating alternate, like, universes or, or like places to live and it's like hey dude like i think we have enough problems here man like this is not real it's not real it's not real yeah and i i do do people truly believe that this that this is real because i don't believe people think it's i i don't believe i don't because i think nobody bought into it nobody's using it yeah i think what people i think the concept of it is good I think the execution's horrible. The The execution of Metaverse was terrible. And I think AI is what everyone is hot on now because it's useful. You can use it for things. It has that real-world application, which is what the Metaverse never really had. There was never a... I'm a big believer in this. I said this when Bitcoin was raging. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know we've talked about it on the show before, but I'm a big believer that when you bring something to the market, there has to be a why. Like, our why on the show is... Hey, we bring a unique conversation. We give you something that you're not going to get anywhere else, in my opinion. That doesn't make us better than any other people. It just makes our show unique. And I think oh, we're better than people. Well, yeah, you know, better at golf. Right, right. We're you know we're we're scratch golfers. Just ask anybody; they'll tell you. Anyway, so so I think the 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 thing with AI, the reason it's caught fire so much is because it has a why. It has a purpose. There's a belief that, hey, if, if I can learn about AI and learn how to control it and command it and program it, I can teach it to do things. And you're seeing on the TikToks and the Instagrams of the world, 
people are putting out videos. Hey, like I got AI to build me a website in 15 minutes. I got AI to do this or do that. It's a huge thing right now. And I think this whole concept, I mean, it, it, you know, the Skynet joke is running rampant right now, but but this whole concept of bringing consciousness to like robots or digital characters. Yes. I don't understand the purpose of this. And my suspicion is, is that we like to do this as people because we don't like our realities. Very what does much. that mean? You don't understand the purpose of it. Why is it that we feel the need to, to create yet another layer of, of, uh, you know, consciousness that's what's referred to as because like, hey. we don't talk to people and we don't have relationships anymore i think it's perfectly normal i think it's because we don't meet people in person mm -hmm. we don't have that interpersonal connection mm -hmm. and we crave it we crave it i i think i don't know and i could be wrong i'm only 50 years old i don't remember a time in my existence where so few people or so many people are having such little sex mm -hmm. and such little physical gratification <clears throat> with an actual another warm-blooded human being. Right. I don't remember. The, I, I feel like there are so many men and women who are not physically fulfilled. And I don't remember a time that that's ever happened. I hear more people bitching about dating than I have ever heard in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I think the, pan, the pandemic changed things. I totally get that. But somebody's going to have to explain to me the pandemic's over but yet supply chain is still effed and we won't go out and talk to people again. I yeah. think that's why you're seeing like people's reliance on it. Yeah. Like you look at AI in total. Like, are you a fan of AI in total? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, generally speaking. Yeah. I, but I, but I'm a big believer that everything has its pros and cons. I mean, I think the, mm. the pros of AI are the ceiling is super high. I mean, I mean the idea that, AI can can pass a uh, like you can have AI write a paper and you can pass, um, you know, all the checks, you know, copyright checks and yes. plagiarism checks and, and all that stuff. You can you can have AI do that. And I think what's it, what's fascinating to me is like 10 years ago, you know, when I was what am I 29 right now? So like when I was 20, when I was 21, when I was leaving you know, the high school years, leaving the college years, leaving that part, like the schooling years of my life. There was a lot of, not a lot, but like enough kids that are on the internet who are like, oh yeah, I'm 15 and I'm a millionaire and I did this to, to do that. And like now I feel like our culture has turned into, hey, school is this thing that is a prerequisite. We don't have a choice. We have to do school. But I'm going to do school at such a high and efficient level that it gives me more time to go out and do what I want to do. And that's what I think people want to think about with AI. Kids are not stupid. You talk about people being inside all day. What do you think kids are doing? Yeah. You think kids are just sitting around like playing Atari? Dude, no, I used not. to try and navigate snow to watch porn on a satellite dish at Keith Horowitz's house. Yeah. Now it's sitting in front of this computer that we paid a gazillion dollars to build. And I'm going to recreate the world. I'm a man. And I'm going to like, who the hell came up with mining Bitcoin? I mean, it's amazing to me. And I say more power to you, but watch what you wish for because I think AI has potential to end the world. Agreed. I, I, I really do. David Hume says, oh my hell, we need to talk about this. About what? Talk about what? Uh, Greg Hawkins says, the meta headset was originally the Oculus and was a great concept. Facebook bought it and tried to make meta at a time when its products already considered blasé. Well, there you go. Aaron Wilson, 10 more pounds until MEPS, boys and girls. Wish me luck. Wow. 
Wow, wow, you're going into the military? Or are you in the military? Yeah. Uh, Jansen, look up unrecorded realistic games and watch a video showing gameplay. It looks like police body cam footage yes. and how real it looks. That's what I'm saying. So that's Ooh. what makes me feel like, hey, people don't like the real world Ooh. and they just want to they want to live in that land. And, and again, I think this is very much one of those things where we shouldn't judge people for that. But I think if we're having a conversation about why it's so prevalent now, why it's so on the edge, why it's leading right now, that's why. Because people can be anything they want to be. They believe in that. So I, I, I'll go back to what I've always said. When we have problems as humans, our brains are too complex to just simply deal with the problem. And I think we're always looking for something that we think is better. We're always looking for greener gr grass. And I think that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fair says there's an arms race taking place with AI. Yes, there is. Whoever gets there first reaps the spoils. Don't disagree at all. Don't disagree with, the, with you at all. Yeah. Uh, ground control to Agent 1. Okay. Uh, Greg Hawkins, we are on the precipice of ex exponential techno technological boom. I agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And it's terrifying as it is exciting. Gary says, see you all tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you, Gary. Uh, Lee Jensen says, currently at Papa Murphy's getting a delicious pizza for my date tonight. Let's go. Okay, Lee, you have a date tonight, bro? Let's go, Let's go baby. Monty Rant says, uh, pizza dates are always good. Yes, they are. All right, speaking of food for dates, what would this show be if we didn't talk about fast food? So there is a an arms race for plant-based burgers and fast food. And I have to tell you, I don't eat much fast food anymore, which is part of the reason I'm not as fat as I once was. It was gratifying to get out on the scale this morning and I've lost five pounds, which I love because yes. I've worked really hard at it. Yes. Part of the reason is I don't eat fast food anymore. Yeah. Uh, Julius Randle's a freaking machine. Uh, 29-27 Miami over the next 48 seconds to go in the first quarter. The one thing I do love, besides Protein Foundry, the one thing I do love is a good Impossible Burger. Right. Now, I say good. Impossible Whoppers are not good. But I have to tell you, The Habit has the best plant-based burger in the business. Mm -hmm. The Habit Impossible Burger is phenomenal. But the one today that I'm really disappointed in these MFers at Shake Shack came out with plant-based ice cream shakes and burgers today. Yeah. And it looks terrible. Because it's garbage. But the bottom line is, why are you trying to make burgers at a chicken shack? <laughs> because I'm here to tell you that Shake Shack is not about burgers, friends. <laughs> it's about chicken sandwiches. <laughs> the best menu item. The best menu item at Shake Shack is absolutely the chicken sandwich yeah. and and I'm happy to I'm happy to have a sit up challenge over it. Yeah. I don't do sit ups ever. Right. Um are you a Shake Shack burger guy or are you a Shake Shack chicken sandwich guy? Yeah, I mean chicken sandwich all day. I'm not going to Shake Shack for a burger. They're not even on the burger list. I don't, I I literally would never get a burger from them, let alone an impossible burger. You know, you look at some of these other brands and it's like, all right, the habit, that's a burger joint. JCW's has a pretty good veggie burger. Yeah, JCW's I would consider a burger joint. They have, oh they my offer... God, Julius Randall, turnaround falling out of bounds, three pointer, thirty to twenty nine. The Knicks lead with four seconds to go, and uh, big dumper Kyle Lowry hits a J at the buzzer, 
First quarter is going to end 31-30. Miami will take the lead after one quarter. Yeah. Um, I believe JCW's has a really good veggie burger. Yeah. But I think Habit is the best one. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to JCW's, I'm getting onion rings and a milkshake and probably, probably a burger. Yeah. That's what I want at JCW's. Yep. If yep. I'm going to Shake Shack, I want a chicken sandwich and fries. Facts. Because their crinkles are really good. And their ranch is decent. Not great, but decent. But again, if I'm talking Impossible Burger, I see, I'm not enamored with the habit for like a burger burger. Nah. Mm. It's a little light. Now, this Impossible Burger they sell is really good. Now, my wife is a vegetarian, which pretty much means I'm a vegetarian. Right. And that's how I look at it. That's a lie. Um, I had chicken tacos from Costco yesterday that are... Bomb.com. Bomb.com. You know. You know. So good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim Choi, Shake Shack is a ripoff. Get a chicken sandwich. You'll feel different. Um, Aaron Wilson says the Gundy drop is insanely good. Okay, which one, though? Which one? There's, yeah, like, there's like five of them, them, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm a man. So Jay- get your facts straight. Fat. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Mike Smith, Impossible Whopper is only as good as the toppings they put on it because you really do not taste the burger. Because it's garbage. It, I, part of it. And Jansen, kick a person when he's down. Jansen says, chicken sandwich, next question. Makes me want to puke. David Humes, the chemicals to make plant-based is laughable. Where are we at in society today? Okay. Jim Choi, Shake Shack is overpriced tiny hamburgers. Do you ever agree with anything that we say? Uh, which I agree with you. Uh, what's a Shake Shack? Exactly. It's a really good chicken sandwich. Yeah. Now, it is not. It is not. I would just, if somebody could come over and install my memory chip, the, the chicken place that I like. Super Chicks. Super Chicks. Jesus Christ. Like, what is wrong with Buddy me? Buddy can tell you the yardage that he hit off a rando seven iron in the rough. But can't tell me the name of the chicken joint that he eats at all the time. Which I don't eat. I miss it. I need to go there. Yeah. I need to go there. Jim Choi, Shake Shack's a ripoff. Okay. Lee Jensen, never had a Shake Shack. Chicken sandwich. You should do it. Uh, Mike Smith, a homely looking woman with a large chest. Thanks for the contribution, Mike. Okay. Appreciate that, Mike, dude. You know, really, I, mean, I mean, nobody's was, judging wow. you for that. Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. No, Monty Rand. I'm getting a burger. I'm not getting a veggie patty. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm also, but the here's the problem though. I'm also, I don't want charbroiled anymore because I know what it does to the bajo. Hugh Janus. I know what it does. Dude, one burger. It's not going to kill me. No, it's not. Uh, truck stop. I don't get a Shake Shack it, in truck stop country. What about you flyover country? You do in flyover country. Yeah, you know. Jansen, Monty needs Elon Musk's Neuralink chip. <laughs> Shit, seriously, dude. Like, I can't remember Super Chicks. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I don't know, bro. Um, best plant-based burger in fast food, go. Oh, it's the habit for sure. The uh, habit for sure. Yeah, it's not even close. I, I mean, I've had the Burger King one, not even close. Um, never had Five Guys Veggie Burger. Never had, I mean, that, yeah, it's, it's the habit. I like it. I like it. All right, let's see a couple more because then I have to actually leave. Um, in all seriousness, I think the best one is the habit by far. Yeah. Although, if I'm getting a burger, I'm really torn. Like, I, you guys know I'm a small business guy. So I am, 
Oh, look at that. Aaron Wilson gifted a membership. Yeah, Thank you. Shorts here. all year. Just picked up a free membership. Appreciate that. Thank you, Aaron Wilson. Appreciate that. You're the best. You're awesome. Um, truck Stop says, Truck Stop Gumby, the way you talk about Super Chicks makes me want to uh, make the trip. You should. Yeah. All I'm telling you is, yeah. if you're yeah. going to go to Super Chicks, Riverdale Road in Ogden, yeah. get a straw, a large cup for water, and fill it with ranch. Put the straw in the cup with ranch and start drinking. Dude. Now, the problem is you're going to fail a drug test because I'm telling you they put pure cut Colombian cocaine in that. You just ranch have to dressing. like snap out of it a little bit. You just have to know because that's the only way it tastes as good as it tastes. What's wrong with you? There, Nothing's wrong with me. But you can't tell me there's not cocaine in that ranch dressing because it is It is amazing. It is the best ranch dressing ever. That's every day. Period. I agree. I agree. By the way, deluxe chicken sandwich, extra pickles at, at, at Super Chicks. The Bacavo, bro. No, God. The Bacavo, bro. All gas, no break. The Bacavo. What did I do to deserve this? Like, have I? Am I mean to you? That's not okay. Am I always okay? I'm. I'm sometimes nice to you, right? Yeah, sometimes I'm nice to you. But why do you have on the Bacavo, man? (laughs) No, dude. No. No, Mike, there's no catnip in the ranch dressing. Shame. Shame. Uh, Jansen, my girlfriend is probably the biggest ranch lover I've ever met. I'll have to take her to Super Chicks tonight. Dude, pure cut, Colombian, in the ranch dressing. Yeah. Yeah. I warn you, yeah. you will find her asleep at their front door tomorrow morning. I promise you. The rack attack! It's, it will happen. Uh, steak and asparagus for 10... Oh. Dude, stinky pee, bro. Stinky pee. I want it. I want it. You know. I want it so bad. I'm not, I don't eat much dinner. Like, and again, I'm in a good place now, weight weight loss wise. Like, I'm doing really well. Like, I'm thin, I'm I'm thinned out. Like, I've lost a bunch of weight. And it really is. Like, I said to my wife, hey, you're going to make uh, sweet potatoes? I want to have a sweet potato when I get home. She said to me this morning, yeah, you know what? We shouldn't be eating dinner. Like, let's not eat a lot of carbs. And she's right. She's right. I don't because it's habit. You know what I've learned? Not to eat from habit. I eat when I truly feel like I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. That's what I eat. Like we got these awesome breakfast burritos at uh, Costco. They're like whole ingredient breakfast burritos. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Jake and I split one today, right? But I'm telling you, man, if you do not eat for habit, if you eat for hunger, like it is, food should, should not be a reward it should be a tool in your in your in eat your for life utility yeah eat for utility it should be I a tool it. in your I in your it. box that's it now i mean i know porn's illegal in this state so talking about tools in your box is probably over the top but i'm just telling you <laughs> <laughs> what is this showgram come to uh the end is what yeah. this showgram has come yeah. to. The Monty Show is presented, as always, by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Utah Advocates, best injury attorneys in the business. You guys, please hit the like button before you roll out to crib. Appreciate that. We're only at 175 likes. We need 25 more. Hit it if you haven't. But thank you so much for being here. Thanks to all of our new members today. We have 18 new members on the show today. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you to the 175 of you who hit the like button. You're amazing. Thank you to the 3,200 of you who watch the show today. 
appreciate that. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.